back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The hundredth episode. I know, a hundred episodes. A hundred episodes. It's weird. That seems like it flew. It seems like it flew. But at the same same time, like if you think back to when we did our first episode, it seems yeah. like forever ago. Yeah, it, it does seem like a long time ago, and it seems like it flew, but it, there's stacks of notes everywhere and <laughs> and cans and victims of all the beer gone by. That's true. This room that yeah. we're recording in has uh it's a lot. I really got to take that recycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a load of cans over there. There's a counter blocked full of cans and beer bottles. Well, for people who are tuning in the first time, um, this is our hundredth episode. So check our back catalog. Um, we talk maiden. We structure it a fair amount around albums, um, different topics that listeners send in. We've been we've been through a lot of the albums now, yeah. but every episode we start with a beer, and today we're going with some classics. Right. Usually we try to, like, if you go to talkingmaiden.com slash beer yeah. or slash beers. Slash beers. You go to both. the same page. There's yeah. a list of every beer. There's more than 100 now because we've had multiple beers on a couple of podcasts. Yeah. We always try to drink, like, a different one. That's right. Or try a new one. So every podcast is a different, unique beer. But this is the 100th episode. Yeah. So we're going to go with some uh, classics. We're so going this back. is a straight-up regular trooper. Trooper beer. Charged with flavor. Let's do it. Play the clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Here we go. 100th episode. A couple of troopers. We actually went to the Robinson Brewery when we were in uh, England to see Maiden a year ago. And we did the brewery tour, which was really cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We've been doing this, what, basically almost two years now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Actually, if this is the first time you've listened, then the the first few episodes are a little rough. Yeah. We upgraded our kit in like the yeah. fifth or eighth episode. Mm. Trooper. So what do you think of the Trooper now? Because when it first came out, I remember you were lukewarm on it. I've grown to love Trooper. I find it's best on a hundredth episode. <laughs> it's still not as good as the draft, though. At That's true. We had it, yeah. so The Robinson bad. Brewery, we had it on... Uh, mm. As a cask ale, and it was really delicious. It was fantastic. Now that's still good. I'm gonna enjoy this. Funny, hundred episodes. Yeah, hundred episodes. The uh, wow, I never would have thought we would have made it to hundred. I went back and listened to a couple of those early episodes. They're oh. hard on the ears. Are they? <laughs> They're pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like cringe when I hear it. We're in the single digits. It was one of the first five episodes. Yeah. Where we forgot to plug the microphone in. And it just sounds horrible. <laughs> we forgot to plug <laughs> yeah. it. We were using onboard mic. Yeah. Well, we were we were the default kind point. of planning it for like, you know. Well, we'll just say how it started. We were mm. fighting about Blaze Bailey at my cabin. That's right. We were up hunting at my cabin in the woods. Mm. Had a big fight about Blaze Bailey, and we we're like, we should record this and do it as a podcast. And it started as kind of a joke, and then you know, a couple of days <laughs> later, we're like, let's actually do it. I know. And then we started planning it, and we're like, instead of planning it and probably never ending up doing it, let's just start doing it. Yeah. So the first ones are kind of rough. I kind right. of figured it out as we were going along. Yeah, and on on that, uh, to anyone who thinks about doing a podcast, it's really about getting out there. If, if it's a blog or if it's whatever you want to do, get out there and find your voice when you're doing it. Yeah. Don't sit off and polish a turd and protect it. You know, because we were very nervous before we started that, would people like this? And I remember you, like, you know everything about Maiden. You you don't know every single thing, but you know, like, 99% of it, right? Like, there's little tidbits. A fair amount about you, Maiden. <laughs> you know a ton about Maiden, right? I when, I when I sat down, I was like, God, do I have enough knowledge and maiden to do this. But then, you know, you were nervous about people emailing you being like, you don't know anything. And I was like, how could that even be possible? Yeah, for some reason, I you was were, thinking yeah. that 
for some reason, I figured that if you just throw something out on the internet, mm. it's going to be like YouTube comments or you just get like people, you know, yeah. insulting you and sending stupid emails or whatever. That's right. But it's been like 100% positive. That's right. I don't think yeah, we had nice. any bad, I don't think anybody. Scattered email every now and then has got a bit of a. Yeah, but overall, yeah. they're usually pretty positive. Yeah. There might be a few. And a lot of people lately have been agreeing with me, but that's a side point. <laughs> Josh is onto something. First thing I noticed when we put it out is just hearing my own voice, I was like, man, like, I had to go through that whole thing. Yeah, it you is tough I mean? listening to your own voice, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I don't know, yeah. it's funny. When I'm editing the podcast, yeah, I'm used to my own voice now, but there's one thing still that, like, annoys me that I do. I made a clip to play for you. This is what I sound like to myself. When I'm editing the podcast. And I was like, but then I was like, it's like, 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 what is like, 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 was like, 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 and I was like, 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 uh, like, 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 or like, it's one of those like, it's like, he's like, like, so I was like, 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 what is like, 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 it's like, 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 uh, I say like a lot. You do. So I went into... Pull a few episodes, yeah. and I was going to make clips. That's all from 25 minutes of one episode. No way. <laughs> yeah, I pulled one oh, episode, I... and I was going to pull a clip out a few times that I said like. Do you cut it out much when you edit? No, I never cut anything out. No. I just leave it in. That's right. And that's why I'm listening to it, and I'm like, well, I, just, yeah. I just say it all the time. Well, I'll, I I don't have I a clip like ready, a, a but here's teenage basic. Teenage girl. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not the right. And you're the furthest thing from a teenage girl, too. <laughs> Crusty old dude. Um, my my mine would be basically like this, and I don't have a clip for it, but it'd be like this. Deadly. That's deadly. 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 Yeah, lively. Catch, not deadly. Deadly. It's definitely deadly. Oh, my God. That's deadly. Hmm. Deadly. 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 Everybody writes all the time. I know. We get emails. I didn't even realize I said it. Yeah. You know? all the time. But I always say deadly. Yeah. And people always say it to us now when they yeah, they're like, deadly. I'm yeah. like, all right. Fair enough. Like so here's a clip from episode number one, our very first episode. And listen how rough this is. Hi, and welcome to the Talking Maiden podcast, the podcast of the beast. This is the first episode of our podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and I'm joined with Nesbitt. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing pretty good. Perfect. Uh, this is the first of uh, many podcasts we're going to release. Uh, you can find our podcast information on uh, TalkingMaiden.com. But essentially, this is just a journey, uh, an exciting discussion about Iron Maiden. And we're going to kick it off right now. Nesbitt, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so echoey. It sounds terrible. It seems like 100 years yeah. ago. And that's the only time I think we started an episode without you saying, and we're back. Because we weren't back. technically, weren't back. Yeah. That was our first. But all of it evolved. Like, even the beer. I don't think we did the beer right at the gate, did we? We drank a beer every yeah. episode. But we didn't make a thing out of the beer until, like, a couple it. episodes in, we started playing that clip and, like, yeah. drinking. Because we started drinking the Trooper on one episode. Well, we were drinking beer while we were doing the podcast. Yeah. But then there was one episode where we were actually drinking a Trooper beer. And then we kind of talked about it while we were drinking it. That's right. And then it turned into every episode we're going to do a different beer. Yeah. Which kind of is really fun. Yeah, I like that perspective on it. It just adds a new angle to it. Yeah. Maybe uh, in a little while we'll talk about like some of our favorite beers from the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. we got a load of stuff to go through oh, today. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I look back at those early episodes and, you know, some of the things like we might even have to revisit a few of the albums that we did early on. You know, I don't want to go through them again in detail, but like somewhere in time is like, <laughs> two two episodes. I mean, now if we did Summer in Time, it would be like I know. We're about to do Peace minimum. of Mind. Yeah. I think that's going to be more than four Keeping episodes. that to four is going to be tough. Yeah. It's weird. At first, yeah, because I remember when we did our first episode that we broke into a two-parter. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, can we do this? Like, are people going to want to hear us <laughs> yeah, talk this long about one thing? I know. And now we, like, 
easily hit four hours talking and about it, We just did Fear of the Dark and like Yeah, if anything, people com- the few complaints we get are like, I wish you'd have spent a little more it's time true. on this song. But stuff always like song. pops up. Yeah. Um, stuff like we missed. When I go back now and I'm listening, I'm like, oh, I should have talked about this or I should have talked about that. Yeah, but that's part of it too. I mean, this is not heavily scripted. You do co- bring a lot of clips and prep things to challenge the discussion. Yeah. But if we scripted everything, it would be boring. And yeah. then we would get it all, but it'd be yeah. like, ah, did you know that this? Did you yeah. know that? Well, I have like my points, yeah. my notes in like point form in front of me. You know, yeah. some bulleted lists of stuff I'm, you want to talk about and stuff you, you want to hit. But like... Uh, but like some deadly notes there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you you missed so much stuff. Actually, we got an email this week. Uh, it's from Nath in the UK. He says, I've been meaning to contact you guys for ages as I've been listening to the podcast for about a year now. I've worked my way through them all. I'm not sure if you ever found out, but I remember listening to the Power Slave episodes. You were discussing Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and who did the voiceover in the middle. I remember I couldn't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, that's so right. He emailed us and he says, uh, well, it was an English actor named John Hurt. And if you don't know who that is, then basically he's the dude that has an alien burst out of his chest in the movie Alien. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I sent you that. He sent that on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, he sent yeah. a Facebook message yeah, to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to top up here. We've been getting some loaded emails lately, man. It's been crazy, yeah. hasn't it? But that's the kind yeah. of thing that, like, I'm kicking myself. I should have yeah. known that. No, I feel he like I that. failed <laughs> on yeah. Power Slave episode. He sent that through a while back, but yeah. I'm in, I got backlogged. We, I'm really backlogged yeah. on, like, there's so many... Emails. We always we get, get to them, though. So if you've wrote us, yeah. you know, we'll get to you. Sometimes it takes, like, a month or two before we get to them. Because we get talking about something, and next thing yeah. I know, we're, like, gone so long. And yeah, we and wrap the... up the episode, and it's like, well, I didn't get to this, I didn't get to that. And news piles up. And then we get to news, and it's, like, a month old. I'm like, damn <laughs> it, we should have talked about that. We should have talked about it. And sometimes the, the frustrating thing is, like, if someone writes you something really good and topical, uh, you want to kind of file it away until you talk about that thing so you can pull it up at the perfect time. But then you're yeah. worried about now you're managing all these different comments. Or if we do like a four-parter yeah. on an album. Mm. I don't want to get through two part, two hours on an album and then start talking for half an hour about something that someone emailed us. Oh, we kind of want to finish dealing with the album and then jump into it. And sometimes right. that means you push stuff off for a long time. But yeah, we get to it eventually. But we got so much to reflect on the podcast. But first... We had a re- We just did Fear of the Dark. Oh, yeah, we and did. And we got crazy responses. Man, yeah. there was a few little scrappy poos on the old Facebook. <laughs> there was. Old Facebook site. Here's some uh, Facebook. That's awesome. Uh, here, you want to read a few of these? I printed up. These are from the Facebook. Yeah, so if anyone's wondering, Josh manages the Facebook and I manage the Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, were, there was a couple of good ones. The email ones, but the blaze. This guy just running here. So first guy, Tommy. I would never say this album is the worst. You may hike the Blaze albums as much as you want, but they're pieces of crap. Coming in hot. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, they sound awful. They look awful. They're, they're the singer's range and voice is so off. Uh, and yes, nobody likes them. <laughs> Fear of the Dark sounds good. Has Bruce in his prime and some classics. Yes, some some songs are... I'm going to replace this word with not deadly. But how hard <laughs> is it to press next and forget about it? Just as I have done with the entire Blaze era, Scorch and Hot Take. If the, yeah, and if this yeah. is your first episode, we yeah. actually really like we the Blaze era. I love the X Factor. It's yeah. one of my, you know, up, it's, it's an up excellent there. Album. It's up there. It's yeah. in the top half of Maiden albums, I would say. Well, we're gonna. That was the Blaze debate. Kind of defines this podcast in some funny ways. Because, yes, and you know the reason we we talk about this is is only like you're not gonna have an interesting argument about Number of the Beast. Like, you know, it, someone yeah, might, might be like, oh, it's my loved. favorite. Oh, it's my yeah. third favorite. Yeah. Oh, you're an idiot. It's yeah. not going to happen. But then, the like the this, dark man hit, hit this guy's nerve. coming in yeah. hot. I'm loving it. 
uh jake marcus the blaze albums blow this and no prayer away especially x factor Ooh, direct yeah, reply i know i weighed in on this one i think alexander ronsky i think you've got it about right there's so much guff on this album I always had this as one of the better ones from the bottom of the pile, but you've convinced me that it's the worst. I'd say I he's pretty well. Worst, yeah. yeah, he's pretty well spot on where I was. Like I had it a little higher in my mind, but didn't listen to it a lot. Yeah. But you kind of the more attention I paid to Fear of the Dark yeah. as we we're going through it, the lower it dropped until it was like I was positive it's my least favorite Maiden album now. There's some good stuff on it, yeah. but this guy Peter Peter Martins comes in. All songs except the four good ones could fit into the top ten bottom tracks of their entire career. He says, including Wasting Love. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> Delete. No, that's a good, good take. Alexander Rosenstein. I listened to the entire album for the first time in a while after listening to the episode. See, that's one of the key things, though, too. You take it away and you go listen. I've always had issues with it, and I still think it's not good. But the best I can say is uh, I like The Fugitive and Judas slightly better than I used to. But I think Chains of Misery, The Apparition of Weekend Warrior are the three worst songs on any Maiden studio album. Scorching hot take. Yeah. So the, we got we really like hit a nerve on Fear of the Dark. Yeah. It's very like people love it and people hate it. And people love to fight again fight with this. each other on it. I guess just cut this one down to the bottom. Ajax here is weighing in. Agree one hundred percent with Nesbeth. <laughs> the, I, too too many fillers between some great songs. Afraid to shoot strangers is a bit better than uh, any no prayer song. Some good stuff. Um Adam Martin, agree with you guys. This is certainly bottom tier, especially when Maiden have arguably six to eight albums without a bad note. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, let alone a poor track. Up the Irons. Keep up the great podcast. I love that uh, the Up the Irons down the hops thing. We kind of Yeah, that really that. cut on. We yeah. get a lot of people write us with that. Yeah. Um speaking of no prayer, I want to play this. This is from a listener, uh, Maxim. Yeah. And he's left us messages before. You can leave messages talkingmaiden.com slash talk, mm. and you can record a voice message for us. Um, this is one he left after he listened to our four-parter on Fear of the Dark. Hey, guys. When you guys reviewed Bruce's Balls to Picasso, I first started to worry that I wouldn't agree with your upcoming Fear of the Dark review. While talking about Bruce's album, you guys, especially Josh, basically criticized Bruce for doing something different something that is outside of metal cliché. Fear of the Dark is the album where Maiden changed, evolved their sound, matured, also stepped further from the metal cliché, and I got worried that you would again criticize for trying different. Fear of the Dark sounds very different from previous Maiden albums, even from No Prayer. Yannick changed and evolved the band's sound dramatically. It's a much darker, moodier, more personal album, Listen closely and most of the songs have acoustic or non-distorted guitar parts. And some songs, like Weekend Warrior or Fear is the Key, are almost acoustic guitar driven. Those two songs are symbolic of this album. You either get that Maiden evolved and tried different things, or you don't. I'm surprised that you guys, out of all people, didn't appreciate and credit Maiden for trying new things. Fear is the Key has a great progressive instrumental section in the middle that shows the different side of Maiden's songwriting talent. It was painful to hear you mocking it. You trashed Childhood's End for two dramatic lyrics. Seriously, guys, the entire album is about different types of fear. To create the atmosphere of fear and depression is the entire point of this song. And you trash them for it? Wasting Love was blasting from the street speakers on the way to Rock and Rio. 
Don't you really think the vocals and bluesy guitar solo on Chains of Misery at 151 is absolutely awesome? Weekend Warrior has a great beat and lots of melodies, which I love. I completely disagree with you that with Fear of the Dark, Maiden strayed away and that they were reborn later because they returned to their classic sound. It's not true. Maiden's modern sound started with Fear of the Dark. The acoustics, the melancholy, cranking up progressiveness all started here at Fear of the Dark and was developed more on the X Factor. Fear of the Dark is Maiden's first modern post-80s album. Personally, I like or love all of the songs on this album except the apparition, which is boring. You are arguing that Maiden started doing serious, focused on real-life lyrics on this album, which were out of place. Really? Have you guys heard Two Minutes to Midnight, Wasted Years, Holy Smoke, Public Enema Number 1? Oh, by the way, the Book of Souls album has Tears of a Clown and Man of Sorrows, which are not less serious or real life than Fear is the Key. As I mentioned above and before, I love your podcast for being open-minded and appreciating different sides of Maiden. So it makes it even more disappointing that I think you guys didn't do Fear of the Dark justice. Anyway, everyone is entitled to their own opinions, so I still enjoyed listening to these series. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, he makes some good points, though. He makes it is some kind great of, points, yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, we always yeah. say, if you read, you know, our description, when you go to our podcast, yeah. it just says, Talking Maiden is just two guys <laughs> two talking guys. about Maiden. Everybody's got opinions. I agree what yeah. he's saying about all these songs. It, it is dark. They are trying new things. Yeah. I just don't like the song. Yeah, that, well, for me, And that's all there is to it, right? Tears but of the Clown. Everyone has we, an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the comparison to Tears of the Clown, I think, is a very fair one, but I also don't like that That's track. also my least favorite yeah, song. Exactly, that album. And that's yeah, exactly. And that's the point. I think in the somewhere in the four episode part, I talked about how they tried something and they had to try something. And based on after, if it succeeds or not, yeah. you'll look back on it differently. I just think they tried something, like he was saying. It was a part of their journey and evolution. You know, the best startups come out of companies that fail. I just don't think they hit it right. Now, yeah. I'm not I'm not as, as hurt on as you are, but I think he, yeah, he, he definitely loves it a lot more. Yeah, I think he really likes it. Yeah. He's a um, hardcore it's uh, funny, though, fan, man. The thing is, it. is like no one's right or wrong. It's all just no. opinion. And that's why if someone really disagrees, at the end of every episode, I always say, if you disagree or if you, you know, go to talkmaiden.com yeah. slash talk and leave us a message. And he did. <laughs> that was great. So I like that. Because everyone has an opinion. No one's right or wrong. It's <laughs> just we, taste, right? Like yeah. some people... You know, it's like me saying green is the best color. Yeah, and you're like, no way, blue. And I was like, you're crazy. And we had to we had to edit that down. Um, yeah, that was a, here. Yeah. But it was it starts out part two, the second message. I really disagree <laughs> with you guys. I thought it was great, great call. Yeah, but that's I really great. appreciate no, that, Max. That was he's awesome. a he's been listening for a yeah. long time. And he I've told been, us he's that. been in contact with us a few times. Yeah, um, he loves the podcast. Yeah, uh, apparently he really loves Fear the Dark too. Excellent, a lot more than us. He told a great story about the. Uh, the the first of the barrier in, uh, oh, right. in Moscow. That was yeah. a really good story. Yeah. He, he called in before. Anyway, love it. Good yeah. feedback. Oh, I love getting feedback like That's that. That's excellent. But uh, yeah, like I said, we're just two guys with opinions. Yeah. We're not, I, yeah. I, you know, I stand by it. Thing is, I don't really... Opinions are opinions. Yeah. But like, I don't think your opinion should be very strong unless you really put the effort in to listen to the album. Like if you listen to Fear of the Dark a couple yeah. of times... And then you trash it. Yeah. I don't really think that's a good opinion. If you listen yeah. to Fear of the Dark over and over and over, like we did. Yeah. 
And then like it or don't like it. At least you're it's an informed opinion. Actually, you know it what I mean? is, but I also I also I've been reflecting on this a lot, which is the and uh, sometimes we listen to it too much in a lead up. Like for me, I listen like that happened with the Bruce Solo stuff. I just yeah. listened to it way too much in too short a period of time relatively. And it just like started to grade on me. But that is one good thing about where we space at the recording because it gives you like Yeah, you do a couple of tracks and then you get a week and then yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean like you you can't you can move your opinions so much on on major Maiden albums, but like we've been listening to Maiden for so long that like you're not going to commit to it and go, you know what? We just listened to Peace of Mind. This is a pretty good album. I used to think it sucked. Yeah. Like I got turned around a bit on X Factor and on Dance of Death. Right. And a few of those but that those I had just two listened to that you less. hadn't listened to very yeah, much. Yeah. Exactly. So then I kind of just got you know and so much prep leading up. I was like, these aren't so bad. Yeah. Fear of the Dark is one that I don't listen to a ton. I've always kind of held it at a decent esteem. When I put it under a microscope in the lead up to this, wow, it was found wanting for me, you know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that was cool. I like getting lots of feedback. Yeah. Uh, we have I have a stack of printed up stuff here too. Yeah. That's an I don't want to go through any more of these emails, <laughs> but uh, we got a lot of emails. A I've lot. Got, like we went through. We just went through about a quarter of them. Yeah, we'll have to do a bunch. Uh, maybe a follow up in the future yeah. somewhere. But uh, man, we yeah. struck a nerve with Fear of the Dark. We did. There's a lot of people really disagreed with us mm. a lot of people more people agreed with us yeah and then most people are kind of lukewarm on this album yeah or they put it in their bottom two or three albums mm. but some people think i wasn't expecting to get such a wave of response but yeah fair enough some people it's their favorite album yeah it's just really i don't get yeah, there was a few people emailed that was their favorites and that's yeah. the thing every single maiden album yeah it's somebody's favorite album that's right or someone's what? Well, that's not true. I was gonna say or someone's least favorite, but I don't think there's anyone who has like power slave as a yeah. least favorite album. <laughs> that's right. But every single album is someone's favorite, I think. Although we haven't done Virtual Eleven yet, I don't know if that's anyone's favorite main album. But X Factor, we had probably half a dozen people email us saying that X Factor is their favorite main album. Yeah, there's also this vibe in music in general where sometimes the more obscure, less popular people tend to gravitate towards. Like I remember that when I used to collect music back in when I was in high school days, people were all over like. B sides and and you know oh, this yeah. and that and just people love the obscurity. It's like you get tired of the mainstream yeah. stuff, especially back in the day when everything was hits and MTV, and you just get played out. And then uh, you know people love the obscurity. <laughs> or your friend Josh has a friend who loved the first two <laughs> yeah. Maiden albums, loved Number the Beast. No, and then and and Peace of Mind and Peace of Mind, but then yeah, Power, Power Slave, Slave came out, and he was like, ah, sellouts and <laughs> done with them. Like Never Power listen to Maiden Slave. again. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to get him on the podcast to explain it, and he's like, well, I don't listen to Maiden. Anymore, I'd like to so. just put a microphone in front of him and be like, explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, is he is hilarious. Uh, he's a really funny guy, and uh, he'd, he'd be hilarious to have on. But uh, no, he saw Power Slave. <laughs> I think he even went to it. It was something like that. Like he just, he was like, I'm done with these guys, and he was. In in his late teenage years, you like know. I said, everybody's got an opinion, man. Yeah, that was a very strange one, though. That was a strange one. Uh, here's another clip I'm just gonna play. Uh, someone left this message. It's our buddy Fergal. Oh, nice from Ireland. Hello, Nesbitt. Hello, Josh. This is your good friend Fergal calling from Dublin, Ireland, and I'd like to wish you both a massive congratulations on reaching your 100th episode. Um, for this episode, I decided I would call in and tell you a funny story that happened to me that relates to Iron Maiden. So back around 2002, when I first got into Iron Maiden, uh, they were actually announced as one of the headliners of the Download Festival in the UK. So it was Iron Maiden and Limp Bizkit, I think. Uh, but we were only interested in Iron Maiden. So it was me and my friend Kevin. Um, 
who were into Iron Maiden at the time. We'd been listening to them about a year and we decided we definitely had to go and see them. We never thought they'd play Ireland at that point because nobody really was back then. So we thought we must go and see them over in download when they're playing in the UK. Um, so at the time, uh, my sister was living in America and I remember she was on the phone to my mom one night and my mom had mentioned that I wanted to go to see Iron Maiden. And she was like, don't let them go to see them. They're devil worshippers. They worship the devil. They sacrifice their young. Um, they're absolute Satanists. So I had to do a bit of groundwork to be even to be allowed to go over to see them. Luckily, at the time, there was a Kerrang! special magazine uh, released, which had interviews with the band Dave Murray, um, Nicole McBrain, Adrian Smith. They were all talking about their hobbies and pastimes. So I was shown pictures of um, Adrian Smith uh, going fishing and uh, Dave Murray and Nicole McBrain playing golf. And I was like, look, they're not devil worshippers. They go fishing and they play golf on their days off. So eventually she finally decided to let me go. And Kevin's parents let him go as well. So we were uh, we were ready to go. Um, so in our naivety, we were like, what do we do here? Are we camping? What are we going to do? And we saw they were offering um, camping deluxe as a, a tier of ticket. So we were like, Jesus, well, we never camped before in a festival. So we decided to go for the camping deluxe tickets. Uh, when we got to the venue on the night, um, we got there quite late. Again, stupid. We, we didn't prepare. We didn't know what to do. Um, so we got there quite late and we got up to the place where you show your wristband, etc. And the guy in the camping deluxe uh, area was like, uh, I'm sorry, guys, it's kind of full. But I mean, you're more than welcome to have a look around, but you probably won't find any space there. So uh, accepting the challenge, we were like, well, we'll have a look. We'll see if there's any spaces. So we were walking around for ages, looking for somewhere to put our tent. And lo and behold, he was right. There was nowhere to, t to camp. Uh, but we weren't willing to give in too easily. So we kept searching around the place, looking for somewhere to put our tent. And as if by magic, out of like nowhere, there was this massive space. There was a load of tents, but then there was this massive free space where we could pitch our tent. So it was getting late that night. We were eager to kind of get set up and uh, get, get grounded somewhere. So we decided to pitch our tent in this huge open space. And that was that. We went to sleep. And um, the next morning, we woke up and there was these people sitting around the local area and they were like, well, what happened to our bloody communal place then? And they, uh, somebody else went, well, last night, two dodgy looking blokes came and pitched a tent right in the centre of it. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. That is good. That's a good story. Fergal. Fergal, uh, he was on our podcast yeah. talking about the X Factor. That's right. Um, we met him at the Curtain Horses. Yes. We went to London. Yeah. Manchester and London to see... That was the Book of Souls tour. Right? No, it wasn't. No, that was Legacy the first, the, the European yeah. leg of Legacy of the Beast. Yeah. yeah, it was last summer. Right, and we uh, went to the Curtain Horses. That's right. We hung out with him. Yeah, he had a good laugh. Great laugh. And we made friends with him. We've been in contact with him. We had a few. Came tires. on the podcast. Yeah, a few swift ones. Yeah, yeah, he's a good, good lad. Yep. Yeah, and he's uh, a huge Maiden fan. Yep. He's been uh, really good to us, soaking us up with information and touching base from now and then. Anyway, thanks for that, Virgil. That was awesome. There's a, a one thing when, before we get off of Fear of the Dark. Mm. Remember we were talking on Fear of the Dark about making a compilation from yeah. the best songs of No Prayer for the Dying That's and right. Fear of the Dark and put yeah. them together? So David Roberts on Facebook sent us his, and he said, I went yeah. ahead and made my own No Prayer for the Dark album. Yeah. He has Be Quick or Be Dead, Tail Gunner, No Prayer for the Dying, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, Holy Smoke, From Here to Eternity, Childhood's End, Judas, my guide, and fear of the dark. Yeah, I that, wouldn't put childhood, in, which is very close to the one, one that I had because I had yeah. one made. Mine is "Be Quick or Be Dead," "Tail Gunner," "Afraid to Shoot Strangers," "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter," "From Here to Eternity," "Public Enema," "Judas, my guide," "Fate's Warning," and "Fear of the Dark." Yeah, which I think is a pretty solid album if you combine those together. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You uh, After we recorded that, I remember you farted to me the next day. You had the playlist up yeah. like a couple days later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good concept, actually, to blend those two yeah. together. Yeah, it's deadly. We also got uh, another email. This is uh, all I want to say about Fear of the Dark. Um, Patrick Delisle emailed us, said, I always found this album's production too processed. The drums, especially Nico's snare, sound either triggered or enhanced. I think it was because Steve's Barnyard Studios was a full digital studio. Digital sound was nowhere near as advanced as it later became with the advent of Pro Tools. It's a product of its time sonically. Uh, a few people emailed us in talking about how they didn't like the drum sound. Mm. And Matthew Debert, or Debert, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, emailed us and said, uh, one thing you hadn't men- haven't mentioned yet is Nico's crap snare drum tone. And uh, this is a long email, but he basically broke down. He quoted a Modern Drummer magazine article yeah. where they interviewed Nico. Uh, Nico says, we spent a whole day getting sounds, tuning and recording my kit. Then we took the snare drum head and tensioned it noticeably slack. It wasn't my preference because I've always been a high tension snare head player. If you heard me play live, that's my sound, but we tuned it way, but we tuned it that way and it worked well. Everyone was over the moon with it. Personally, I found it pretty difficult to play. On Wasting Love, it was almost unplayable. Yeah. So uh, I don't think Nico was very happy with his drum sound on that yeah. either. That was a great email, actually. If you listen back now, you notice that so much. Yeah, you if know? you listen to Fear the Dark yeah. and listen to the drums. I yeah. miss that more or yeah. less, you know? That's one of those things, yeah. too, that it, it's right there. Mm. But when someone points it out, oh, it man. just stands right out. Yeah. yeah, totally. When something gets pointed out in general. Yep. Awesome. This is Jarvis Leatherby from the heavy metal band Night Demon. Congratulations to Talking Maiden on the 100th episode. Let's keep it going. Up the irons. Um, do we have time for a quick uh, Leaf slash hockey update? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Something else is Josh Weasel's one minute. I guess he yeah. calls it the Leafs minute. Yeah. Now, in fairness... Uh, hockey's been over for the last few months, but hockey's on the go again. It's on the go again. So Josh is a huge Toronto Maple Leafs Die fan. I'm a fan. Boston Bruins fan. You are a Boston Bruins fan. But uh, he always tries to like weasel in a minute about talking for the I Maple like Leafs. I like to talk about well, You're on the for, clock. Yeah, I'm on the clock. Seconds. Well, wait, wait now. No, I'm going to okay. talk about it first. Okay. Um, firstly, I, <laughs> I, I listen to so many of these podcasts. Like, I'll okay. live for it, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I find sometimes I'm, I'm more interested in the stuff that happens around the game than the actual game. Um, but anyway, this year, I'm not going to get any real Leafs detail. Is this the Leafs minute starting? This is, this is going to be an interesting year. I think okay. it could all blow You're up in our clock. face. You're on the clock. Go. Go. It, it could all blow up in our face. Um, I thought Boston was going to be a mess this year. And you've started so strong. And the team looks really good. Anyway, I've got a gift for you. Oh, God. 100th episode gift. There you go. Let me see what we got here. Let me just pull it out of the bottom. Oh, my God. It's an Iron Maiden Boston Bruins shirt. There you go. <laughs> this is awesome. I know. I had one for you for a while, um, like, picked out, but it was too much like mine. I wanted to get you oh, a yeah? unique one. Yeah. That's so that's cool. <laughs> I know. It's a cool shirt. Yeah. I'll wear this when you wear it because every time yeah. we watch, when the Leafs and the Bruins play, yeah. me and Josh always watch, and uh, we always uh, wear our jerseys. But you wear your – you have a, a Toronto Maple Leafs Maiden shirt. Yeah. And sometimes when I go to, like, Leafs – 
things. Like I was, there was a Leafs podcast session here in uh, in town with the preseason. I went down to the preseason games here because the Leafs came for preseason. And uh, I went down and I wore my Iron Maiden Leafs shirt. And like a bunch of people were like, oh, that's such a subtle reference, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's wearing Leafs jerseys. Yeah. I'm wearing Iron Maiden jerseys because then I get to dual, dual yeah, yeah, uh, you know, cool. represent, right? That's awesome. Now we can both wear our Maiden uh, There you shirts. go. Thanks, man. No problem. Awesome. Very welcome. Um, some of the news we've been putting off yeah. while we're doing Fear of the Dark. We never really talked about the. There's a third leg. We, we pretty much figured out there's a third leg coming of this legacy of the beast because we were kind of thinking this tour might be over now yeah and then we'd get a new album and a new tour yeah and i've doubled down on this i, I a bunch of times said like i'm pretty sure this new album is going to come out but yeah. i keep getting proved wrong with well that, there's with a maiden, show. Yeah. maiden put out a press release and they said yeah. next year we will play a number of countries and cities we have yet to visit on this incredible tour okay so it sounds wrong. like it's another leg of this tour yeah um and then the same press release had Iron Maiden will headline at Download Festival on Saturday, June 13th. And Belfast's Ormo Park Belsonic Festival on Monday, June 15th. These will be the only UK performances by the band in 2020. Yeah, the Belfast one came out a while yeah. ago. So there's not going to be any UK tour dates other than those in 2020. So it's going to be 2021 before they do. Oof, that's a long time. The UK. So I think they're going to do this third leg. Hmm. I've, I know we've run through the timing of like possible timelines of like when this tour will end and what, yeah, how many dates they'll do and when the album will come out because we know they have an album pretty much in the can or at least mostly they should, you know, um, we would think. Yeah. But three legs of a hits tour, it's a lot. Yeah. I got a quote from Bruce Dickinson. He says, next year we will play a number of countries and cities we have yet to visit on this incredible tour, so it is terrific to be able to accept the invitation to return to download in 2020, and we will certainly go to town and add a few extra items to the show. Okay. Um, And then he just goes on to talk about... Well, the, the main thing is he says he's going to add a few extra items to the show. So they're going to change up the set list a little, maybe a prop or two. Or, well, when they did Wildest Dreams... Yeah. And El Dorado were both played as single new tracks to preview albums before they were released. Really? They dropped those single new tracks. So I'm wondering if this third leg, they might drop a new song into the set list. Yeah, they could do it. It doesn't. It's not normally what they do. Yeah, but, but they have done it twice in the past. They have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That and Book of Souls World Tour between legs, they added Wrathchild and The Great Unknown and dropped Tears of a Clown and Hallowed. That's because of a yeah. lawsuit. Made in England World Tour... Between the two legs of that, they dropped Afraid to Shoot Strangers and The Clairvoyant and added Revelations and Wrathchild. And they replaced the closer of Running Free with Sanctuary. So they have been known to change up set lists slightly between legs. Yeah, but they didn't change it at all from last summer to when we saw them this summer. Yeah, but I'm just going by he says they're going to add a few. So he's saying, oh, yeah, you'd you'd expect them to change something. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little less excited. I was kind of hoping for a new album, you know. Me too. I really want to hear New Maiden. We'll be on episode 400 by the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing in the news, this is this is one of the things that we had. We were going to talk about, but it got pushed off for a few weeks. Okay. Bill Burr, did you hear him talking about Maiden? Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> so I have a clip of him from his podcast. This is from Bill Burr's podcast, which you should go totally listen to. Uh, he saw Maiden at an L.A. show, and he's basically just like raving about how awesome they are. I saw Iron Maiden on the Legacy of the Beast tour, where they were coming out. 40 years of the band and they were playing all the hits and they did and i don't think the band has ever sounded better they absolutely fucking blew me away bruce dickinson's voice was incredible yeah i just i cannot say enough 
how fucking great the band sounded. And uh, Jesus Christ, Dave Murray, my God, is that guy a beast. You know, he just starts playing. He never even looks at the guitar. He just kind of puts his head back. I watched that live after death VHS tape a million times when they were down in Long Beach. And when we saw him Saturday night, Bruce Dickinson was going, uh, scream for me, Los Angeles. Scream for me, Los Angeles. The iconic thing that he said. And me and Dean just looked at each other like, oh, my God, he's saying the thing that we watched. <laughs> that total fanboy thing. Anyway, he was, like, blown away. Yeah. And I got to say, we've said this multiple times because we saw, we saw Manchester and then back-to-back nights in London of the store. And then we saw the two back-to-back nights in Toronto. Yeah. So we saw five shows from this Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah. If anybody is at all on the fence about seeing this tour, oh, man. this is the tour to see them on. This is, yeah. like, amazing. The set list is amazing. The show is amazing. Yep. Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about Rock and Rio. They're at the top of their game. Wait, no. I want to... Okay. Before you move on. Bill Burr, I'm such a fan, man. Yeah. He's unreal. He's funny, I love his stand-up. Yeah. I love his podcast. And it's interesting because it's just him. And he just, like, he manages to carry it off. Um, he's great. And I watch that, actually, independently. That kind of... Well, I, I subscribe to his podcast, but I don't listen all the time. I yep. also do YouTube clips of his podcast. And when that came up my feed, I was blown away. And don't you just love it when someone you you enjoy is so into Maiden? It's deadly. So, no, that was awesome. Deadly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> deadly Did it again. again unintentionally. I'd love to see how many go back and listen to this. And how, how many, many times I've said like so far. Yeah. <laughs> like super conscious of it now. Before we get on to the real, time for another beer. All right. Let's do this another beer. This is a multi-beer, multi-hour episode. We don't so care. So we always play that clip before yeah. um, we open a beer. Of Bruce talking about the wasted beers. Yeah. Um, I actually have a bunch of different versions of that. But we Ooh. always stick to the one classic. Because yeah. you were talking about maybe alternating them. But just this once on this 100th episode. Yes. I'll maybe play a few different ones. Because we're going to have multiple beers on Let's this Let's do one. it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. That's awesome. Where's that from? Uh, Madrid, I think. So this is another Iron Maiden beer. This is the red and the black. So we're going to like do a bunch of Iron Maiden beers on this one because it's the 100th episode. Why not? Even though we've already done these ones, we always try to do different ones. But... Someone's going to write in, I can't believe. I can't believe you, you doubled you up those, on a beer. You did you already beers. Did. <laughs> you guys are the worst. You did those ones in episode 5, 8, and 14. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's totally not deadly. That's, like, not deadly at all. There we go. The red and the black. We're getting a lot of uh, sound. <laughs> Who cares? We're off the. Well, That's the other thing. When I'm editing the podcast, I never really talk about stuff like this when we're doing episodes. But yeah. uh, when I'm editing the podcast, this is what I hear all the time. It's us picking up and putting down our beers. I just hear this all the time. Yeah, bang, bang. If you're listening to this in headphones, it seems kind of loud. But I probably people probably don't notice that. It's I, probably just me. Sometimes, sometimes. But I'll be listening. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh man. I got I to gotta tell you one now, though. Sometimes sometimes I'm in the middle of a rant or whatever, and I, like, put my glass down, and I see your face, and I'm, like, I hit my elbow or I'm, like, doing something, and you look like, you know, a, a wife or a girlfriend when you put it down with no coaster on. Like, you're just giving me that eye, and I'm like, oh, my God, Nesbitt, come on. He's like, oh, i got to edit that out now. i got to edit that out. The Digipack remasters. Yeah. There's another set announced. Uh, they're doing Live After Death and four other live albums. The, pack remasters. So, okay, on this note now. So, I've been, I'm all CD and, I'm all in on CDs now. Okay. You got me 
into it again. And right. I, I even got my tape player hooked up and working on my truck. I did hear about that. You're right. I used to just be vinyl now. and digital. Now I'm back on CDs. I've got out the CD collection. I'm dusting them off. I've got a CD rack in the truck now. Why should I buy these Digipacks? Uh, if you don't already have them on CD. And they're remasters them. and they sound great. Yeah. But they're like 50 bucks each. No, they're not. You're, no, they're, they're, some ones are because they, they have, have special like a, editions that come with like a patch and a, yeah. or a little, what do you call it? A little figurine, I guess is more better word for it. Yeah. I'm just waiting for them all to come in a big box set. Is that going to happen? I'm hoping. That would be cool. Yeah. Although I just bought them all individually, so. But you would still buy the box set. No, I wouldn't. Hopefully you could buy an empty box to put them in. <laughs> there you go. Um, Rock and Rio. We're talking about the Legacy mm. of the Beast and the stage show. That's right. So Rock and Rio, um, they had a live stream. Yeah. Uh, bro- a live broadcast of it, and I stayed up to watch it. It was amazing. I got a stat that said 12.5 million viewers tuned into live by live the recent live stream of the 2019 Rock and Rio Festival. What? 12.5 million viewers? 12.5 million wow. viewers. But I was one of them. I mm. stayed up. I tuned in a little early. Mm. I was going to see for the maiden show. I had a few, you know, I was going to have a few beers. Uh, my family was asleep. I stayed up. There was an hour delay, so when yeah. I tuned in, it was Halloween, and I was like, and then went online on Twitter, and I was like, mm-hmm. people are like tweeting from the concert, so I know like, but anyway, the ter- turns out the live stream was not actually live, there was an hour delay. Okay. No big deal, but I ended up tuning in in the middle of Halloween set, and Halloween were amazing. Yeah? They were awesome, yeah. I had no intention of watching Halloween, so no. anyway, it worked out pretty good. Then Slayer p- played. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Slayer fan. I only have Seasons in the Abyss is the only album that I know. And they played like two songs off that, or three songs off that. And I knew those songs. And I liked those songs. Yep. I recognized a few of the other songs, but I'm not a huge Slayer fan. Mm. They, I don't think they sounded very good. They're, they're really bass heavy in the mix uh, from yeah. the stream. So I was kind of worried what Maiden would sound like. Maiden came on. They sounded amazing. They sounded yeah. like, you just hear everything. So I thought yeah. the mix was really good for Maiden. Um the first two songs were kind of shaky. Yeah. I wasn't that impressed with the first two songs. I don't know if it was like the big audience and they had to kind of settle in. Yeah. But like once they kind of hit the groove, but like three songs in, man, they were just great. It was yeah. awesome. I haven't watched it yet. I've got the download. It's on YouTube. If you search for it, you can find it. Uh, but it was just a great concert. Yeah. Watching all these cell phone camera videos they see on YouTube of the show. Yeah. To actually see a pro shot version of this. Yeah. You realize how like amazing this show is. Yeah. Uh, for the greater good of God, for some reason, that song just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, and they sounded great. I get a clip of one of the songs. I'll just play it now, just to, so you can hear how amazing they sound.
<laughs> so good. But seeing it pro shot was awesome, and the band sounded awesome. Everyone looked like they were just looked like they were having a good time, and they're really high energy. <laughs> As opposed to the normal crowded made show where everyone's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's a hundred thousand people though, I and know. It's, it's just like just seeing it pro shot though. I just it really blew my mind. A hundred thousand people. So great. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Cyrus Fest in Toronto that 2003 concert they called Cyrus Fest. Who was that Fest. again? Oh, it was. Uh, was it? It was well. The, the headliners Stones? were Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know, the Hip was there, ACDC was there, Rush was there, um, and Justin Timberlake. Oh wow! How did yeah. he get lumped in with Rush yeah, and ACDC? He was going on his own at the time. Like you know, people yeah. like threw water bottles at him and stuff, but he handled it like a pro. He went on at it. You know, he's a good dude, I suppose. But uh, there was 800,000 people. Is yeah, what they said. That can't be right. I, I don't know. That that's what they right. said at the time. And anyway, I, there's no way over eight hundred thousand. When people. we left the I venue, think <laughs> I think so too. When we left the venue, we were person to person, like almost chest to back. Yeah, walking probably about four or five hundred meters before it started to open up and you started to get a stride. Do you know how long that is walking with like just touching someone? Yeah. There was choke points, like where fences were opening, and the fences were like the width of like a three uh you know lane highway but it was like a choke point for all these people that it was just like you're standing there and the fence is there yeah. and you're literally like inching it, we covered the 500 uh, meters or so it took like an hour and a half to get just like yeah. you're walking you couldn't even like you couldn't take a stride i thought of that when i was watching yeah. the rock in rio you see how big the crowd is yeah and you see the people first of all the thing i think of is there are you're seeing the front of the barrier yeah and being at the front of the barrier in front of that many people must be crazy. That's right. Like the crush. But there's some, you know, there are people that are, you know, that are the front of the barrier. Yeah. At Rock and Rio. That's crazy. It's just crazy. It must be nuts. And then I was thinking when the concert ends, how long before you're like out of there? Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So many people. I know. You wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to go get a beer. I'll be right back. Yeah. Well, everything <laughs> will be shut down by then. Yeah. Well, the Scorpions went on after Iron Maiden. Yeah. The Scorpions didn't sound very... Uh, High. I only listened to one of their songs. Yeah, they did not sound very like high energy. They got compared some hits. to Maiden, but yeah. like yeah. after Maiden was done, and they finished with Run of the Hills, and then yeah. it went into uh, the Scorpions, and I was just like, "Is it Scorpions or is it Scorpion?" I don't know. Scorpions. Is it Scorpions? Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend's a fan, so yeah. I have it. Like she plays it on. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, "That's Scorpions." Like, there's a lot of well-known tunes. Yeah, and they've been around forever. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. Yeah, but I mean, just the difference between Maiden, like anyone having to yeah. follow Maiden, like are they metal though? Kind of like oh yeah, 80s, they're totally metal. Eighties rock, almost like yeah. You know, well, the metal there's a lot pitch. of overlap, but uh, having to follow Maiden at Rock and Rio, yeah, it's not an easy job. Yeah. Now I didn't watch to see how the set went, but I mean, I've read online people said they were awesome, so mm. maybe they were. I am. Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. So, uh, 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Uh, do you want to go through some of our highlights? Let's go through some of the, the greatest hits. <laughs> the greatest hits. I think my favorite episode of the podcast was when we had Blaze Bailey. Yeah. Um, you know, Blaze came on, talked about his Infinite Entanglement trilogy and his time in Maiden. He's a really, really great guest. Um, a bunch of media sites kind of 
picked up on it and like ran with a bunch of the quotes of stuff that you mm-hmm. said on our podcast. We got a big bump yeah. in our uh, listening after that. Yeah. Um, here's a clip of Blaze when he was on our podcast. Um, how do you feel about the inclusion of two of your songs on the Legacy of the Beast set list? Well, I'm so proud. You know, Bruce is one of the hero singers of my generation and uh, a hallmark voice in heavy metal, one of the legendary voices. So for Bruce to sing those songs and do them so well, it's just absolutely fantastic. And it's nice, you know, to feel that my small part of the story of Maiden is a small but important part. It signifies a change as Maiden go then towards the more progressive side of songwriting and music. You can tell from the two albums that I'm involved with that there's a change happening. So I'm very proud of it. And on the day that the vinyl was released, then I did a special signing. I was in Finland and we, we did a very special signing in Helsinki for on the day that that was released because it's an exciting time. It's something that I'm very, very proud of, proud to be a part of. And uh, I know there are still a lot of people that absolutely hate me from that era. And I see that as a good thing because it's a strong emotional reaction. And I'm an emotional singer I sing with my heart and soul, and I put 100% of that into everything I do. So if some people hate me, then it must mean that some people love me. And um, and I'm very, very lucky to, to be living my dream 25 years after I joined Iron Maiden. I'm a professional singer making my own records with my own tiny record company, and doing my own thing, I'm an underground artist, and I managed to make a living with my music, my songwriting, and my singing. So I'm very, very lucky. It's uh, it's something that I'm very proud of to be part of that legacy of Iron Maiden. Well, our podcast, we cover a lot of episodes, and by far the most requested album by our listeners was The X Factor. And if you and we did four hours on The X Factor, and those episodes are by far the most downloaded and listened to episodes of our podcast. Mm -hmm. So our audience of our podcast are like pretty hardcore Maiden fans. We've gotten such a reaction from that, those episodes. Well, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to hear that, you know, there's a lot of great music on the X Factor. And I have those songs in my set list. Occasionally I'll always have one song from X Factor and one song from Virtual Eleven in the Blaze Bailey set list that I do now. So, uh, so it, it's good to hear that. Well, he was great. He was awesome, yeah. and we had a great rapport with him before and after. And yeah. his people were great. And you know, looking back on it now, I mean, obviously the Blaze debate kind of defines why we started the podcast, and of course, yep. I just was not of the mindset in the beginning that 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 stuff really even counted as Maiden. I right. accepted Paul's early stuff as, as made just because it's the iconic first albums. And, um, you know, I just like, ah, this is just a little, I couldn't really like it. 
And then, you know, you started to win me over with, like, Blaze covering songs. Right. And, and I make, started playing, yeah. I played you, I remember one of the clips that kind of hooked you was when I started playing some Wolfsbane. Yeah. Uh, I played a clip from the song, I Like It Hot. That I, I remember that. I played that for you, and you were kind of like lukewarm on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you yeah. said it sounded like Van Halen. Yeah, or a little David Lee yeah. Roth. I something. do like I do like a bit of Van Halen. But then after but, that, we got yeah. into Silicon Messiah. Well, well, that's that's where I was going. I mean, for me, like when we started, okay, when when we got him lined up to come on the podcast, um, in the lead up, we did a ton of a ton of work, and I listened to a bunch of Blaze, and I was like, I just loved his stuff. After, I mean, on the way here tonight, now I got the Silicon Messiah CD. You got me there a couple of weeks ago, and I've got that number one of my CD uh, track on my truck, and I listen to it all the time. So I love that album. But it's funny because I also have a better appreciation since we did that episode because I like dealing with his people and realizing he went on his own and he's got his own kind of he produ- yeah. Because the problem with Silicon Messiah was the timing of it. We covered that when yeah. it was released. It was His management company kind of like... They messed him around. Yeah, released yeah. it around the same time as Brave New World. And yeah. And totally got overshadowed. Exactly. Now he's doing all of his own stuff. In the last few years, you know, he released his trilogy. He's done the Christmas album. He's yeah. doing all this tour. Oh, he, didn't, he was talking about doing a Christmas album. Or it's coming out. He did yeah. some singles, Christmas songs. He did songs, some singles, yeah. yeah, songs. But he's got so much merch and cool stuff that like it's like he's let loose and it, it sounds, or it seems... That he's finally living this dream, you know? Yeah, that new trilogy, that he, that yeah. newest trilogy that he just came out, it's a triple album. Yeah. It's awesome. Six sides, six vinyls, if you buy it all together in the box set. Yeah. I think it's great. We get a lot of people asking us to do that trilogy. Yeah, we so will. I think we will eventually. At some stage. Um, but that Silicon Messiah episode that we did, we did a whole episode on Silicon Messiah, because that's mm-hmm. my favorite Blaze album. Yeah. That's, you know, I kind of really drove home how much I love Blaze's solo stuff. I just want to hear the whole song. I, know. Awesome. I love, I love the drumming yeah. on that. album. Oh yeah, that whole album so is amazing. Good. So aggressive, but yeah. it I don't know why that album isn't in like every critic's top ten from that era. Yeah, because it's just amazing album, Re- yeah. beginning to end. Um, I'm going to play this clip too because this is my favorite yeah. Blaze solo song, I think, and I think you agree to uh, stare at the sun. Yes, that's excellent.
Yeah, I love it's that awesome. album. Yeah. That drummer must have some Dave Grohl caps going on. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But those episodes we did that are like Blaze themes are some of my favorites. Yeah. He was such a nice guy, too. When we were done the interview. Class, man. We talked to him for a couple mm. of minutes afterwards. And mm. like the guy that you hear in the interview is just... Like, oh. He's just him. That's the guy. He's so great, blaze, right? Yeah, and it, it was such all, a nice guy. Yeah, and also like I think you know, or like, oh, this Maiden podcast wants to talk to you. He gets on. You could tell like a few of his answers were like, you know, some people don't love me, but I felt I did this. And then we got into his stuff, and he was like, oh, these guys actually listen oh, yeah. to us. Like, and he opened it up, and at right. the end, we were just having a great time. Yeah, I went straight yeah. to his, asking him about his uh, Wolfsbane beer that he has coming. Yeah. yeah, so that was a great episode. The Blaze episode, the Silicon Messiah. Yeah, uh, we get some people emailing us that are like, "You guys talk about Blaze too much," but I was like, "That's half the reason we started the podcast was because yeah. we were." I was trying to convince you that the Blaze era of Maiden is pretty good. Maiden that X Factor is a good album. Yeah, it's also the nature of the beat, the nature of the beast. Yeah. It is of, of doing a <laughs> podcast where you know you can't talk about the the like Power Slave is one of the hardest ones to do. Remember how much we struggled doing Power Slave. We didn't because struggle. We just, it's just I just felt like yeah. we were just pulling clips and talking about how awesome they all were. Yeah, the duelist flash <laughs> yeah. the blade. Yeah, like I remember. Yeah. Like well, we, we were, found a few interesting little yeah little trying like to slants find. to take on different topics on that album. But. Yeah, but I mean the reason we bring up the like some people say oh you know uh what do you guys talk about plays I'm like precisely because you're getting a reaction out of it. You yeah, know what I mean yeah, that's well, the point. It's, yeah, it's interesting, to right? And uh, guys like Fergal, who was on earlier, I mean, he he loves, he loves plays. He thinks yeah. his plays is some yeah. of the best. Maiden he told his story about how he got into Maiden. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, another episode I thought was awesome was Night Demon. Yes. Uh, so we, I was complaining on one episode because I was like, someone recommends some new metal to me. Yeah. Because everything I go like, there's a lot to go through. There is a lot of metal out there, and it is easy to find, but I couldn't find any that I really liked. And she recommended Night Demon. Yeah. Uh, they have a song called Maiden Hell, mm. which is about Iron Maiden. And so then we start playing it. I can't remember what happened. To the, Jarvis from Night Demon, who's yeah. the singer and bass player, he reached out to us and we did a full episode with him talking about Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's right. Um, then he came on again and talked to us about Number of the Beast when we did that yeah, album, he did like a, a year he did later. A hitch, yeah. And since then, he's actually he came. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had a hell of a time. <laughs> he came to uh, where we live, and yeah. uh, they his band Night Demon. They played a show here, which yeah. was insanely yeah. awesome. I can't. I cannot. It was amazing. You, my, I can't. There's no words to describe how awesome it was. Show so was. good. They're so good. It was unreal. It was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. They Man, made one of my favorite bands. What a party now. we had! We can't even get into it. Yeah, and then we, uh, yeah, they stuck yeah. around for a day after. And those... Yeah, we we hung out. <laughs> we hung out for like the weekend and just there was beers. There was times. There but was, uh, there was fun had. He originally he came on our podcast to yeah. talk about Maiden, and he kind of explained that song Maiden Hell, yeah. and how he came up with like the idea for it. <laughs>
talking about songwriting and talking about, you know, the, the track you just played, Maiden Hell, um, you know, that was one thing I wanted to write a song as a tribute to Maiden. And um, we took basically on that record the least Maiden, like, influenced song musically, I guess you could say, you know. And uh, I thought that was the right choice because, you know, we have some other parts that like, OK, that sounds like Iron Maiden could have done that, you know. But this song really kind of had more of like a rainbow kind of Richie Blackmore feel to yeah, it. Yeah. So um, tied in with like a kill em all kind of thing with like the tight palm muting part in the verses and stuff. But, you know, with that song, I had I had written all these lyrics and it was like I ended up scrapping the whole thing after a couple of months because I was like, this is just stupid. You know, like I said, fine line between great and cheesy. And I was just like, man, you know, it was like. The lyrics were just bad. I mean, I can't re- remember what they were. I have them somewhere, but it's some, you know, like you're the best band, and it was just like, it's <laughs> like, come on, man, you know, like we're a pro, we're a pro rock band. Like we don't need to be doing that, and right. it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be as juvenile. So, right when I was about to give up on it, you know, I said, you know, I, let me, let me just, I just want to like just look at. I don't even want to listen to Maiden. I just want to like just look at some of the LPs, you know. So, and I, you know, I have them all. So I started pulling them out. And I and I and I flipped them. I flipped the whole stack around, and I came to the back cover of of one of them. And I was like, "Oh!" So I just started looking at all the back covers. I'm like, "Let me not look at the front covers to kind of get some inspiration." And I said, "Dude, the song's here. It's written. It's the songs. It's mm-hmm. the damn song titles." <laughs> so I tried to go pretty much in chronological order as best I could. Some of it didn't make sense, so I shifted a couple things there around. But the eras are pretty much in stack in. They're pretty much stacked in order, so I yeah. tried to tell. Yeah, I thought it was story. cool. You had Brave New World, Final Frontier, Eternity Fails. Yeah, even and, like and, the later and, stuff. But you missed. You, you're you're going to hate this as the biggest Blaze Bailey support in the world. <laughs> but the line, but the line before that, I, you know, I didn't mention any songs off X, X Factor or Virtual Eleven. I said came out of a Blaze yeah. to find the Brave New World. <laughs> I you mentioned them. <laughs> yeah. Another episode that was pretty fun was Courtney Cox and Linda McDonald from the Iron Maidens. Yeah, that was they were fun. pretty uh, fun. They're an, uh, the all-female tribute to Iron Maiden. Yeah, I and, would say uh, they're also probably the biggest global tribute to Iron Maiden. I like, think they're probably huge. the biggest global tribute band to any period. Band period. Um, here's a clip from when they were on our podcast. And uh, Steve, guys also do Alexander the Great, and that's one that like Maiden fans online are always. They always are asking Maiden to play it, and they really want to hear that one live. I have a funny story about that one. You want to hear it? Sure. Yeah. I think you know this one, Courtney. We were just auditioning Courtney, and we thought, well, we had a show coming up really soon, I think. Uh, something along that line. My memory is uh, fading here. But um, we, we said, hey, do you know the song Alexander the Great? We said, do you know that solo is a little bit tricky to learn? Do you think you could learn it? How quick can you learn it? She said, I'll know it by tomorrow. We got back together and she knew it note for note. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. They were, uh, they're pretty cool to have on. They're fun. Yeah. And they, they, they're like, when I first 
came across them and like they're very popular specifically on like facebook okay um, because of the you know the videos and stuff and everything oh, yeah, yeah. like they're objectively beautiful women yep and so at first i was like but they're so crazy talented oh they're really talented Man, yeah. Yeah. yeah and they uh, i mean we got into it Ch- check out that episode they they released their own Courtney has their own guitar out yeah her um, own signature guitar yeah, yeah crazy stuff and yep. um so we're big fans Another yeah, great episode on. that was really, really fun. The Legacy of the Beast preview and predic- prediction reveal episodes. Yeah. Like, we did this thing when the Legacy of the Beast tour was coming up. Yeah. We did an episode where me and Josh, we tried to predict the set lists. And we crunched numbers. I analyzed, like, every set list, looking for, like, patterns, trying to, you know, I was trying to crack this code to see, like, what songs they're going to play. Um... We weren't very good with our predictions. No. Then we had a live episode immediately afterwards. We did our episode live when the Estonia show, which is the first show on the tour. Yes, that's right. And we did it live. And we had a listener named Greg Harden. Yeah. And he was in Estonia. And he was texting us. Yeah. He was at the concert and texting us every time a song started. Yeah. And sending us pictures of like the merch booth and stuff. So yeah. we felt like kind of... And we knew Drank. That was like our first episode where we had he many, like, many beers. <laughs> he, he heard, like, the first, even just a note, and they'd, yeah. like, text us right away. Like, he could identify yeah. any So we're sitting there waiting for his door. text, and he'd be like, yeah. that's a spitfire on the stage. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? And he sends us a picture. It's yeah. like aces. And so we'd be like, okay, aces high is the first. Yeah. And we also had a contest where people submitted their best guesses for what the set list would be. Yeah, that's right. And then as the songs were coming out, I was, like, looking, and we scored them all. And, like, the yeah. winner was Andrew Fee, and he won the contest. He got, like, oh, a yeah. shirt and a bunch of stickers we sent him. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of fun. We were, like, sitting there live waiting. And as the Maiden was revealing their songs live, he was texting us and sending us pictures. That's and right. we were talking about it live on a podcast. Yeah. Andrew got 11 of them right, didn't he? Yeah, so Andrew Fien got 11 right. Yeah. yeah. Where were me and you? Do you remember? Um, I went through yeah. that episode and I found this clip of me talking about, and I cut, it's a, I, we were talking about it for like, it was a long yeah. episode. I cut this down to, uh, this is edited down just to, so you can hear my picks. Yeah. I still think this would have been an awesome set list, but it, it wasn't that bad. Here but I had a few crazy ones and all this, of course, yeah. This yes. is my. This is the set list. Go. Okay. Open with Aces High. Yeah. Into Evil That Men Do. Mm-hmm. Then Tail Gunner. Yeah. For the Greater Good of God. Yeah. The Klansmen. Oh, yeah. Run to the Hills. Yeah. Die with your boots on. Yeah. Bring your daughter to the slaughter. Yes. Then slow it down to Fear of the Dark. Yeah. Can I Play with Madness? Death or Glory? Brave New World, Heaven Can Wait, Iron Maiden. And for the encore, Number of the Beast, Wicker Man, Running Free. Fuck, that sounds, that's going to be a great concert. <laughs> if that I want to go to that. Yeah, yeah I had a, a dream set list as well. I think mine, very similar to yours, but I had Flight Icarus, which did make it on yep. there. Uh, These Colors Don't Run was one I wanted yes, to Yes, I see. remember you had that yeah. on there, yeah. And uh, Montesigur, which you know, oh, was more I of a joke. When we yeah, talked yeah. about it, we were yeah. like, that's not coming on it, but yeah. for a bit of fun. And the rest were more or less... You know, as expected, except for Blood Brothers, uh, never yeah. ended up on the but set list. But predictions weren't that great. Mm, they weren't that bad, though. I keep no. think I thought they were worse than they were until I went back and listened. And yeah, you know, I got nine of the songs. Yeah, and the although cra- when you're trying yeah. to looking at a maiden greatest hits, it's not that hard to hit like on nine of the songs. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and the, the crazy one about it, like just to tie it back, people have listened to the podcast know this story, but in in what March this year, I was in Manhattan. 
And uh, I was walking along and I saw Greg Harden. And yeah, I actually bumped into yeah, him. The I, one person you know in Manhattan. One person I know in Manhattan. <laughs> I stopped him in a Shake Shack right. in Manhattan. I was like, wait, now you're Greg Harden? He looks at me. I'm like, talking maiden. He's like, holy God. We had a great <laughs> encounter. And, you know, my girlfriend's with me. She's like, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, that's the guy from the podcast. And like, yeah. you're in this, you know, New York is crazy. Yeah. Right? Like. Well, only a Newfoundland that you knew you yeah. ran into. That's right. That's such a Newfoundland thing. You know what I'm That's like. That's one of my favorite parts about the podcast is yeah. like going places. Like we went to Toronto and ran into a bunch of people we knew yeah. from through through the podcast. That's right. That we've been emailing and stuff. When we went to the Curtain Horses, we ran into a whole bunch of people. That's right. Just like running into people that listen to the podcast when we're like traveling is pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's great cool. fun. Yeah, in Montreal, we ran into some people too. That's true. Yeah, it was fun at that uh, Maiden tribute show that was the night before the show. Yeah. Um, we should talk about some of our favorite clips. Favorite clips? we play a lot of clips on the show. I'm going to start by playing the one that we got the most, like, flack from people over. <laughs> Is this the Dance of Death? The Dance of Death. Yes. So we got so much flack for Dance of Death. I listened back, and we were kind of rough on it. Yeah. Rougher, I don't know. I really do not like the song Dance of Death. Now, I'm not talking about the album. I'm talking about the track, the song mm-hmm. Dance of Death. I went on a bit of a rant on that track about that track yeah. and why I don't like it. Um, this is a clip from that episode. I went on for 20 minutes about this one track yeah. and why I don't like it. I cut this down to two minutes. This might sound a little harsh, but keep in mind, this is like cut down from 20 minutes. So I was saying good and bad things about the track. This makes it sound like we were way harder on it than we were. But this is what we... We got so many emails after this. People couldn't believe that we actually... Uh, didn't like the track, and they couldn't believe. Well, I'll just play the tr- the clip. It'll all make sense. <laughs> okay, so yeah. yeah, the acoustic intro. It's all right. One thing that I really hate is the whole part where Bruce says that he danced and he pranced. <laughs> he danced and he pranced. <laughs> He's like I danced like... and he pranced and blah blah blah. Yeah. So I have a clip to play for you, and I want you to, want you to think. Tell me what you think of this clip. Far too much dancing, not nearly enough prancing. <laughs> Classic Burns. So, uh, yeah. That's, when I heard Burns. that, when I hear that song, all I can think of is Mr. Burns complaining about uh, dancing and prancing. <laughs> Maiden, you always talk about Maiden and it's kind of cam- this is kind of campy and this is kind yeah, of Yeah, but I mean whatever. that in a good way. There's I know, and I mean that too. Campy, yeah. But, like, this is like they went up to the, like, they always kind of like, yeah. it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek or whatever, but this is yeah. like way over the line. This sounds like an Irish jig, and I don't like the Irish jig part. And I like it. I don't like. I like it even less when yeah. when Bruce sings over it. Yeah. So here is the jig, and I'll, then afterwards it's Bruce singing over it, and I think it's this is just horrible. That is the worst, but I've got the worst. A, you know when I hear that because I said to you, I was like, "Tee that part up." You were yeah. already going to tee it up for you. I did. Like, I already had a clip that, of it. Made. Both of us focusing on that. Yeah, this is a song with a good theme, and then it happens. Do you know what that reminds me of? As soon as that came on, what? every single time it reminds me of that stupid part. Well, stupid, but also great part in Spinal Tap, where they had to lower okay. that. They had to lower that that little like eleven inch I'm, thing, I'm, and I'm, then the dwarfs. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 100 percent happy that that reminded you of this because <laughs> yes. listen, listen. To 
to this clip that I made, not knowing you were going to say that. Oh my Listen God. to this. I texted you today and I was like tee up this time in the song I was like for me it's just remember those, those dwarves dancing around the guy was like it's 11 inches and it was I know like I know 11 feet. this is their like crossing over into it's the final exactly tap the territory same. yeah and it's it's so ridiculous <laughs> but like yeah and man when he sings like in the dance of that like you it's such a Oh, in that song, it's just you can't take it serious. That is so hilarious. Yeah. That came out of that. As as I <laughs> I'm glad that you thought time. the same thing because. Oh, uh, yeah. But I love Spinal Tap, but like, and that's too far camp. You know what I mean? I don't want Maiden going to that space. This song, yeah, it, it sounds like an Irish jig at parts, and which this I is not do love. this is not news to you yeah. that I hate Irish music. I, love I hate Irish traditional Irish music. Yeah. I don't hate like Thin Lizzy and U2 or whatever. I'm a proud Irish Newfoundlander, so I do okay. love Irish so, music. Okay, uh... so. <laughs> not in this way. And this is like music I don't like mixed with my favorite music, and that. I don't know. Anyway. Man. <laughs> You know, it's it is funny, and uh, I do love Irish music, and and but I, I do find that ridiculous. Yeah. But just a little for, for people out there that don't know, you you do hate Irish music. I, do. I, I love it. it yeah. And St. John's traditional is, Iron, Irish music. Yeah, too. and some of it is pretty campy. Like, yeah. But um, St. John's, where we live in, in Newfoundland on the edge of Canada, is uh, a hotbed of good Irish music. And if there I, is such a thing, if there is, there <laughs> no, is. I'm kidding. But I got to tell you, like. You know, young people, they keep reinventing things in our culture. I heard a saying from a young fella. I was, you know, early 20s. You know how so much of our Irish music is, you know, that's all of Irish music, right? Um, I was getting on the go. I don't know what I was doing. I was drinking or something, going out. I'm like, going downtown. He was like, going for D-L-E-D, are you? And I was like, what? That's what they call it. Like, buddy, you know, if he's drunk, they're like, look, buddy, going for D-L-E-D. D-L-E-D is what they call it, right? Like, so what are you going for D-L-E-D? Anyway, a little bit of fun. People did not like that we made fun of the song. Yeah, they didn't. Anyway, we got a lot of feedback. That was our first thing that we did on the podcast. And that was like really early in the I, can't, I don't know what episode it was, but that was pretty early in the history of the podcast. That was the first yeah. thing we did that caused like an uproar, and people like started emailing us. And, you know, I know. Saying, you were so that. hard on it. You shouldn't be uh, so hard on it. And this, okay, this is the next clip I'm going to play. 
Okay, a couple of times on the podcast, Kiss came up, the band Kiss. Yeah. Josh hates Kiss. I uh, love Kiss. <laughs> hates is probably not... Yeah, I just don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really It's kind of a thing. Much. We've had a few debates yeah. about Kiss and me trying to convince you that Kiss is good and you're like, I'll never listen to it. I don't want to like Kiss. I don't want to, no. So I made this clip solely just to annoy you. And it's called Where Love Guns Dare. my 100 episode vibe here your kiss crap oh, i love it i put some uh, little yeah. ad lib paul stanley stuff at the end i know because <laughs> yeah. we had just come out of an episode where you were like we got into a heated debate about kiss yeah. and then i came up with i don't think like i have to like everything you know <laughs> what don't. i mean I, know. I just something like <laughs> i don't know kiss to me is just so campy yeah, it's not good campy i oh, know okay. that's the point yeah uh it's funny i have a quote from bruce dickinson on kiss i've never had a chance to bring it out because Kiss comes up every now and then, and we've had a few people email us about Kiss, but I try to keep to Maiden. Mm. I'm always trying to steer everything back to Maiden. I don't want to get off talking for 10 minutes about Kiss. Um, but I had this quote. Uh, it says, this is Bruce Dickinson. He says, look at a band like Kiss, for example, when they had their makeup. What did you see on stage? Well, you didn't see anything but four eddies. They didn't look like musicians anymore, but like clowns. Nobody cared about their musical abilities because they were hidden by the image they were giving of themselves. So in order to have this character, this clown, and to keep our identity as musicians at the same time, we created Eddie. Yeah, fair fair take by... Uh, yeah, which by is kind of cool. It's like yeah. they can do the campiness of Kiss, but it's yeah. all put on Eddie. Yeah. So they, you know, the guys in the band don't come off looking like cartoon characters, like yeah. Kiss kind of does. My, my take on Kiss, and now this yeah. is as a total naive person, but just from the outside looking in is that they're far more commercially focused than Maiden. It's really set up to be a band that sells and it's resonated. And it's yeah. But, you know, like, even with the recent tour where they've gone out and, and, you know, they're not, you know, they're using vocal dubs and all that stuff. Yeah. They're more focused on merchandising and just the, kind of the whole concept. Yeah. Which I'm not trying to down downplay it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a diehard hockey yeah. fan and it's and all Maiden about merchandising. very much about merchandise, oh, too. Big time. But I know, like, part of being a Kiss fan is kind of, like, buying into, like... Yeah. Buying the merch and stuff like yeah, the costumeification of weird. Yeah, like people know. dress up to go to <laughs> concerts. And, yeah, I get it. Um, I actually dug out an email here. This is from a listener named Kelly. This is dated from June seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. 
asking about my top Kiss albums, which I never got to because I didn't want to take it off on a tangent, but I'll just do it really quick. Just oh, because, uh, remember I said I don't... Uh, you've got you've got a, a Kiss 30 seconds. I get a Leafs minute, you <laughs> I only need kiss. 10. Hotter Than Hell, Rock and Roll Over, Creature of the Night. Okay. Those are my top three. Yeah. Uh, Destroyer is not in the top 10 Kiss albums, I don't think. Okay. That's a very controversial take Ooh, if you're a Kiss I fan. Know, I, can, I, can, I can tell <laughs> by the tone you use. Anyway, uh, that's all I'm going to get into. I, yeah. See, we took over a year to get into that email. There you go. <laughs> a year and a half old. Yeah, some great mashups. Yeah. Um, the Two Minutes to Midnight. Right. Oh, yeah, the Two Minutes yeah. to Midnight. So we had, I have that clip here. A couple of people emailed us saying, like, when we were about to do that song, that Maiden ripped off a White Spirit song called Midnight Chaser for the Two Minutes to Midnight. Like, the riff in Two Minutes to Midnight. Yeah. Um, this is the original uh, Midnight Chaser. White Spirit is the band Yannick was in before he was in Maiden, uh, or one of the bands. And this is the intro to that Midnight Chaser song. So a bunch of people sent me a link to like that song on YouTube saying like this is where they stole the idea. Yeah, and the midnight link too. I mean the intro riff is is pretty yeah. comparable. But I kind of scoured yeah. through a bunch of classic albums and mm. found a ton of songs that have that riff. It's a pretty generic kind of metal rock riff. Um it pops up in a lot of songs and I put this compilation together of a whole bunch of songs that use that very similar riff to that. <laughs> I don't think, you know, Iron Maiden didn't rip off White Spirit. It's just a generic riff. That's uh, Iron Maiden, White Spirit, Budgie, Tigers of Pantang, Accept, and Rory Gallagher. Yeah. And I also had a, I had, I think I had like another eight or nine. That's awesome. But I just put a few into the compilation just to show there's Mm -hmm. a generic riff. I don't think anyone stole anything from anyone. Yeah, that was a, that was a good, a good compilation, a good counter argument to anyone who thinks that that was stolen. And two minutes too, I it's one of those songs you always love and you always mm-hmm. like. When we did the Power Slave episode and we got into Two Minutes for, to Midnight and we really pulled it apart and really started listening to like all the parts of the song, mm. I really 
appreciated the song on a whole nother level. Yeah. And that's one that I always had like, oh, it's kind of overplayed, but it's not one of my mm-hmm. favorites. And then it jumped right up into one of my favorite Maiden tracks again. Um, like the bass playing in this song, when we played some clips of like the bass playing mm-hmm. and it just like blew my mind. There's a couple of songs like that that we kind of pulled apart, and yeah. I don't know, like when we did Seven Sun, another example, Infinite Dreams, I fell in love with all over again on like a totally another level. It went from like one of my favorite songs on Seven Sun to one of my favorite all-time Maiden songs. Yeah. Um, this is just a clip of like the groove in that song, which I never really appreciated until now. That's cool. Love it. Yeah, the instrumentation in that song is just amazing. And I think a lot of times you focus on the vocals. Yeah. And we listen to the instrumental without the vocals. You can really hear, pay more attention to other stuff going on. Yeah. So Such a great song. So many great clips. I Like, I, I almost want to go back and listen again, but I, I think I'd hate the early stuff, right? I'd probably just be like, Josh, you're an idiot. And, uh, oh, yeah. But I, I know. I, I don't really go back and listen. This yeah. is for this episode is the first time I went back and actually started digging into old episodes. Yeah, from my perspective, like you do the editing, mm-hmm. um, so I often now listen to the podcast when it comes out and enjoy right. it. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't get. I used to be like in my own head, but now I just tune out, just enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, you know there's so many great clips and stuff because we listen to the clips in the studio here when we're doing them. Right, but, like we don't. You don't hear it mixed on the vinyl tracks. Right. We don't get the same quality level. Right. But yeah, no, that's awesome. I'd another, love to go back and play through a few of them. Another episode mm. that I really, really loved, and this was one that I really, when it came out, this is one that I actually went back and listened to. Mm. I really loved the Yannick episode. We did an episode on Yannick. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, we got tired of hearing people making these sarcastic remarks about him, you know, swinging his guitar around. And clownish. Yeah. And we tried to shed some light on his, like, history and what he brings to Maiden. And we went over his, like, best solos, how long he's been in the band, we did a medley of songs that Yannick has written. Um, these are all songs written by Yannick. So without Yannick Gers, you wouldn't have any of these Maiden songs. You've got to watch them be quick, I'll be dead. Snake eyes in heaven, the thief's in your head. You've got to watch them be quick, I'll be dead. Snake eyes in heaven, the thief's in your head.
was one of the past clips for me from the perspective of just starting to appreciate him more. Yeah, and those are some of my favorite yeah. Maiden songs, right? Yeah. And just to know that when you really look at how much he contributes as far as writing, that's it, yeah. and his solo, we played a lot of his solos. That's like, right. He's just a huge... The other thing we tried to shed some light on is, okay, Dave Murray, 1976, he joins Maiden. He leaves for a couple of months. He has a fight with Dennis Wilcox. We went through that in the history of Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, joins Urchin with Adrian. Comes back in 1978 for good. Uh, been in the band for 40 years, basically. Mm. Adrian Smith joins in 1980 for Killers. Right, He has no mm. writing credits, but he joins for the recording of Killers. Uh, leaves in 1990. Forms the Untouchables and Psycho Motel. Plays on Bruce's accent and birth solo album after he leaves Maiden. Returns to Maiden with Bruce in 1999 and yep. has been in the band for 29 years. Yes. Yannick joins Maiden for No Prayer when Adrian leaves, and he's been in the band ever since and stayed as the third guitarist when Adrian returned yep. for the Brave New World, you know, the reunion. So he's been in the band for 29 years. So give or take a month, yeah. Adrian and Yannick have been in Maiden for the same amount of time. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people think of Adrian as like Adrian Dave and Yannick as like the new guy. Yeah. But Yannick's been there just as long as Adrian. It, yeah, but in terms of you counted the studio albums, right. Adrian would have more because yeah, he but really... Yeah, there's a time period of playing yeah, with Maiden. He really only missed four and I guess arguably, well, the first one, uh, so five. Yeah. Right? Whereas, you know, Yannick was afraid. Yeah, yeah. So well, they're he's so there prolific for 11 in versus... Well, they're so prolific in the first few years, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, okay, a couple things. This is, I think, this Yannick slash Adrian thing is probably one of the best things I think that came out of our podcast yeah. in terms of how we've kind of shifted our own our own um, mindset and some of the listeners. Um, Adrian was gone for a very brief period, and it was the album we just covered, right. No Fair, yeah. and No Prayer, and the Blaze albums. We yeah. discussed them to pieces. Yeah. But by any measure, those four consecutively is the weakest period of Maiden. Right. By anyone's yep. measure, it's just you're not going to pick the early '80s, and we could fight all day long if you want to pick the the modern era, like the recent stuff, right. and say Post like those reunion. four are yep. better than those four. I wouldn't agree with it, but you you could maybe make that argument. Adrian's role in the band is so huge, and Yannick's role is beyond question, and that's kind of the two things that I think we took away is that the resurgence of the band with Brave New World onto now probably wouldn't have happened without Adrian and probably couldn't have been sustained without Yannick because his contributions are so big in some of those albums. Yeah. Notably Dance of Death. Yeah. Well, you who know? knows, right? It's hard to say. What it's hard to happened, say. But... And nowadays, when they tour, you know, the triple X attack, their age, keeping the quality up. Yeah. It's such a good you know, dynamic so important with the three of them, yeah. Is. yeah. And the personalities together. That's right. Um, and that's funny because after we did the Yannick one, we did two a two-parter on Adrian. Mm. Um, the first part one was his first run in Maiden, and part two was his, like, so side projects and his, like, post-reunion stuff. Yeah. Um, and at the end, I did a medley of Adrian-written tunes, and it is just packed with hits.
can write an anthem. Can't yeah, that's basically uh, like Maiden's catchiest songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, and we also shed a lot of light on Adrian's backing vocals. Yeah, um, I played a couple of clips. I'm going to play them again now. Like you don't really notice, but like Adrian's background vocals are really awesome. Um, this is from Wasted Years, which is a Adrian song. I also pulled out just Adrian's background vocals. So understand the wasted time I was searching for those wasted years. Face up, make you stand and realize you're living in the golden years. Man, that's great. Yeah, Adrian has great vocals. Now, yeah. if you listen to the ASAP stuff or the Urchin stuff, we have an episode on Urchin coming up that we're going to do. Right. Um, and you he, know, Adrian, it's no secret that Adrian has a great yeah. voice. And he did some vocals in, in the Urchin. Yeah, he was lead singer, what, early on or was it later on? Le, well, the first two, first single first, and B-side, yeah. they had a new singer. And then that's Adrian right. Took then Adrian vocals. took yeah. over. That's right. That's the way it went. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's awesome. And that was a real good, uh, that was a real good, good takeaway. I got to say the... Uh, so Adrian and, and Yannick, yeah, the roles in the band are so important. Right. And we did um, episodes on them because they're kind of interesting. They kind of came in and out of the band. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's two other key takeaways. So yeah. the Blaze one we talked about. Um, well, first, I'll just say Bruce is a machine, oh, an yeah. absolute machine. Yeah. I love Bruce so much. And like some of the solo stuff, we've had a bit of some, you know, yeah. I gave some hard takes in the solo yeah. stuff. Well, the solo stuff is about but, to get really awesome. Yeah, it's about to get really good. So we'll yeah. keep going on that. But I mean, I'm a diehard Bruce fan. I'm probably, you know, intimate. Yeah. Solely for Bruce in the beginning. Um, the two things that the other two key takeaways, the first one was that Paul Diano's actual role, and I don't mean to diminish the person, but is a lot smaller than we thought once we dug into the into the early yeah, years. Yeah, when we did the history. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of those songs weren't, were written before he even came in the band. Yeah. Right. And I think that was some of your best work on the podcast. So I'd say anyone who's listening for the first time, go back and oh, listen to the Birth to the, of the Beast the, episodes. The, yeah, five the hours on how Maiden formed. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. And we recorded that, that a few do. times. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got it just the way you wanted it. And that, so that was the one takeaway from that. The first one was um, that Paul, his role in the band is is a little less than we had thought. It was kind of bookended with two albums that were a lot closer to where they should have been when he joined than we thought. And the second piece was there is, you know, which is just a general theme, which we haven't really weaved in too much. We'll have to, as we as we get a little more mature in the podcast, get into. Maiden is Steve Harris, isn't it? We don't oh, talk yeah. about it. We're always talking about the other guys. Yeah. But, I mean, he defines everything. And one of the yeah, big Harris things. Steve Harris is Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't gotten into it much on the podcast. But as we do more and more solo stuff and as I grimace through some of it, um, I real, I'm, I'm valuing Steve more and more and more. For the creative process yeah. that he guides, well, he and, puts his and the stamp band. on things too, totally. right? And he has this vision of what Maiden should sound like, totally. Yeah, and uh, it all so goes through the Steve. Harris we wouldn't be filter. here if it wasn't for him. Um, another episode I want to talk about, but first, um, here is just read this. We got this email a few days ago. Okay, since you were asking for comments for the hundredth show, 
I'd like to offer uh, your Paul D episode as my favorite. I actually bought a cassette of Diana when it came out. Um, Flaming Hearts, that was a song buried far into my subconscious. I got about eight bars in as a 15-year-old metalhead before wondering what the hell is happening here. <laughs> Couldn't stop laughing at this one, guys. And I've played this episode probably five times. It's my go-to when I'm having a bad day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Rob in California. Least so, favorite song, Chains of Misery. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> like, I'm an advocate for that. I was trying to pull out a D's. Not a bad song. So we did an episode on Paul Diano, the yeah. one he's talking about. That was that was one of the first ones where you had you needed like a few beer to get through because you were suffering with some. I hated it. Um, It was a fun one though. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) I just got drunk. We covered his first album, Diano, after he left Maiden, Gog Magog, and two Battlezone albums, and we did it all in one episode. Yeah. Um, You kind of just like switched off, and you're like, I hate all this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You got turned off on the very first track, and you're like, towards the end when it started to get metal again, but I was gone. Yeah, and I think this is. So this is the first clip we played, and this is the song Flaming Heart that he was talking about in his email. And I think this just, like, turned you off from all of this. Aldiano leaves Maiden after yeah. just recording Killers. Yeah. And then he puts this out. I know. And I, you like, oh, I never. Which, to be honest, I have this on vinyl upstairs, yeah. and I actually, uh, I, I kind of like some of the songs on this album. You would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just. Radio pop. It's just, you know, he, he's got this, like, stabby, tough vibe in the first few albums. Yeah. And like, if anything, he's he's too wild for Maiden. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. what does he come out and do? He's, like, singing jingles. It's like it's just so out of step, but I think I think it sums him up perfectly because he never really like he never really has a clue what he's doing. You know what I mean? If you hear his interviews or something, I don't want to beat up on him too much, but you know what I mean? Like, ah, it's just the kind of thing he would do where he's like, "I'm too tough for me." You know what I'm gonna do? And go off and sing this stupid. Next thing, he'll be dressed up as a store Santa Claus or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, as soon as I got into his stuff, I was just so that first Diano album. I can see how you didn't like it if you don't like. Yes, it's kind of like AM radio pop sort of. That's right. Then Gog Magog was the next one, and that was just crap, too. That was like a super group that he was in. Super group. Um, then, but then he was in Battlezone. Yeah. And I thought the Battlezone albums were really good. Um, I think he sounds really great. This is a song, Metal Tears, and I think his vocals in this are amazing. So I think that uh, these Battle of the albums are awesome. 
I think that sounds like Rob Halford on that. That's a like mm. very amazing vocal track. I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> Another clip from the Battle Zone that we played is uh, Voice on the Radio, and I love this song too. <laughs> Better stuff, but this, you know how I feel, Nesbitt? How? Oh, we're going to have, okay, we're having another another trooper. Well, let me play the beer clip before I open my trooper. Hold on. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers, my friend. That was a third uh, version of the beer clip. Nice. Good distraction. So another uh, trooper. The Paul Diano drinking game continues. <laughs> Paul Diano solo stuff drives you to drink. It yeah. Like. <laughs> so how'd that solo career go after anyway? Uh, I don't know. I was hoping to oh. do another batch of... Uh, I was going to do Paul Diano 1989 to present as an episode, but I didn't think I'd be able to get you to... No, absolutely Because there's another Diano band. There's another Battle Zone. There's Paul Diano and Killers. Uh, the original Iron Man with Dennis Stratton. He does two albums with him. Almighty Inbreds, Architects of Chaos. I was going to pull a few clips of them and just kind of talk through the history of all that. There's a big difference with the rest of the band in yeah. the sense that their solo stuff informed what they do with Maiden. His stuff after is just, he's off in the wilderness doing stuff. I don't really care. I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting to, mm. to cover. We had some requests for some of this later era Diano stuff and the later era Bruce Dickinson solo stuff, like Tyranny of Souls and Chemical Wedding. So mm. eventually we'll be doing those Bruce ones. I don't know. I'm, I'll still work. I'm going to keep working on Josh to uh, <laughs> email Josh at TalkingMaiden.com. No, don't. Not about Paul. No, TalkingMaiden at gmail.com. Yeah. See if you can get him to do Tyranny of Souls or Chemical Wedding. Yeah. I think you'll love those albums. I replied to quite a few emails lately, but usually <laughs> it's like, yeah, take that, Nesbitt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time someone writes it's like, oh, Josh is right, Nesbitt's wrong. You know, then I'll just weigh in there. <laughs> Hey, this is Linda from the Iron Maidens. Hi, this is Courtney from the Iron Maidens. And you're listening to Talking Maiden. Another uh, topic that we got a lot of feedback when we talked about Sharon Osborne. We remember we talked about the Egg oh, Fest. Yeah. Um, we got so many replies from that. Two listeners who were at that concert emailed us. Um, this is a clip of that. This is like cut down from like a 15 or 20 minute discussion but this is us talking about this egg fest just to explain it Ozfest 2005 yes Maiden was playing and Black Sabbath with Ozzy Osbourne they were uh, closing and Maiden was playing before them so Bruce Dickinson was said a few things about like how he didn't like reality shows one of his quotes is we don't need a reality show to be legit anyway that kind of pissed off yes Sharon Osborne, his Sharon manager. Sharon Osborne, a little twerp, but I yeah. didn't go on. Okay. 
This is from I think I don't know it was, I think it might be the last show on the tour when Maiden was playing. Listen, just listen to this and tell me what you think of this. So three times during the Maiden set, the power to the PA got cut. After Maiden was done, Sharon Osbourne came on stage and said this. But there's just one thing. The singer Bruce Dickinson is a prick. She had the power cut to the set, came out and called him a prick. Try to let you get through this. I know. I know. I can see the rage I'm, boiling I'm just, inside you. Her and her fat kids can... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and also during the set... A whole bunch of people were whipping eggs at Bruce Dickinson and the band. Yeah. Like, uh, they're just pelting them with eggs. Everyone's like, Sharon Osbourne was responsible, blah, blah, blah. So finally, I don't know how long after, she did this when she was on the Howard Stern show. So on the last night, I got 200 Hispanic kids, loaded them with eggs, fucking pelted the shit out of them. And then I went on stage and I said, look... Don't fuck with us. So she basically admitted it afterwards. They were also kind of pissed off because there was a black, there was Ozfest, yeah. which is like Ozzy's thing. And after Maiden, a lot of the audience would leave and not yeah. whatever. So they're kind of, it was kind of like, they felt like they're being upstaged by Maiden. Yeah. So obviously she was just an asshole and she was just like completely. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, it's also like, oh, I can go at the, can I, can I go now? Can no, I say, not yet. Ah. So finally. After they got pelted with eggs and they got the power cut during their song, yeah. which is bullshit because you have people that are paid to see you, uh, Bruce came out and he said this. So that's when he came out and said, these colors don't run. So a lot of people think that this song, These Colors Don't Run, is kind of like inspired by this whole incident. Because this is when they're writing the new album. So, Yeah, I still hate the Osbournes. Yeah. I can't she, stand it. I always say she's the uh, Talking Maiden official enemy of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there was something recently I saw that her had like a... She had a plastic surgery mess up or something. She's on The View, which is another... Yeah, I can't like, stand her. And, oh, like, most Maiden fans can't stand her. I can't stand that show. I can't stand I her. A, I can't stand any of them. I've got a quote from Vince Neil. Yeah. This is from his autobiography. It says, It just really sickens me today to watch everybody fawning all over Sharon Osbourne. She's a talent judge on TV, and she has her own show and this and that. This is the most evil, shittiest woman I've ever met in my life. <laughs> she would fucking have you killed if it was to her advantage. Oh, my God. I love it. Who said that? Vince Neil. Love him. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That's such a great take, though. She is. You can tell she's yep. just like a narcissist. That's she true. would kill anybody. Yep. 
I wonder if there have ever been any comments by his bandmates about her because you know she's just an evil. Oh yeah, witch. well yeah, well like if you look at like Ozzy's writing credits, he never wrote anything in Sabbath. Yeah. Or he, he was the singer. We didn't write anything. Geezer Butler wrote, wrote all the lyrics, and Tony Iommi wrote the riffs. Ozzy's just the singer. Sharon Osbourne, she says that "Mama, I'm Coming Home" was written about her. Um, that song was actually written by Lemmy Kilmoister, Zach Wild, and the producer Tom Fletcher. <laughs> so she's just like full of like crap. Yeah. Um, and "Bark at the Moon." All the songwriting is 100% credited to Ozzy Osbourne. And if you listen to like Jake E. Lee and Bob Daisley, the guitarist and the bass player, they wrote all the "Bark at the Moon" songs, and they were paid by Sharon Osbourne and told like they shouldn't let anyone know. And they basically protested, and she threatened to erase all their guitar parts and have them re-recorded by someone else. So they basically just took... Yeah, she was like, I don't know. I can't stand Sharon Osbourne. She's an evil person. Like, Ozzy admitted later on that Jake E. Lee wrote, you know, most of the songs. That's so ridiculous that you would try and take credit for other people's work. God, what a... Oh, horrible person. I hate her so much. I just... That whole family. Yeah. Oh, Diary of a Madman. sick. That album, the Ozzy solo album, yeah. uh, Lee Kerslake and Bob Daisley, the drummer and the bass player, they got on Sharon's bad side. And when that album came out, the new drummer and the new bass player in the band were credited on the album. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I don't talk about yeah. Sharon Osbourne No anymore. more. We'll move on. You said you hate all of their kids. Yes. Do you know about Amy Osborne? Wait, no, there's just a boy and a girl. There's another one. She doesn't no. want to have anything to do with the Osbournes. She wouldn't be on a reality show. No. She has... She older? Yeah, I think she's older. Yeah. Amy Osborne. I think she's a singer too, but she she refuses to have anything to do with like the Osbournes. And okay, all that. so Great. she's kind of like, I don't think she wants to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. She's the mysterious one. I know the English ambassadors to America, and you wonder why. Uh, you know, oh God, I couldn't get. Oh. I'm Next. gonna play a couple of more <laughs> clips really quick. Um, this I thought was a cool clip. This is Bruce and Blaze doing Blood Brothers, and Bruce and Paul doing Remember Tomorrow. So these are like yeah. duets they put together. The version of Remember Tomorrow, B-side of Number the Beast, is this version that you're hearing on Made in Japan. Oh, they did the vocals. With the vocals stripped yeah. off, and, and Bruce did it. I have a quote here from Bruce. I'll read it again. I read it when we talked about this before. Uh, he said, We went into the rehearsal room and never recorded anything there. We just played. I just sang over backing tapes that they already had. They were live tracks. And in the great Rod Smallwood tradition of never letting anything go to waste, he promptly put it out as an EP shortly thereafter, claiming it was me. In fact, there's one bit, I think there's the song Remember Tomorrow, where Paul, who's the original vocalist, is doing some ad-libs to the crowd, and it's obvious, obviously his voice. And because it's on the audience microphones, there's not a lot you can do about it. I had to grunt and go, are you doing all right? Or something like that, to try to cover it up. So the Bruce version is this version with Paul stripped out. And Bruce put in. And I actually opened them both in sound editing software. And they're exactly the same laid over each other. Which is kind of cool because if you play them both together, you get a duet with Paul and Bruce. So this is Paul Diano and Bruce Dickinson singing the exact same song together.
you can see that it's the exact same recording. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, that's funny. The two of them singing yeah. together. There's no comparison to the screen. If people together. were ever wondering about uh, Paul Diano and Bruce ever doing a duet someday on a Maiden song, well, that I think that's as close as you're ever going to get. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah, I remember we we touched on that one when we, when we looked at it. In yeah. the past, we did the B-side there. That's like my Blaze Bailey and Bruce doing Blood Brothers I played last episode. Yeah, another little Nesbit nugget. <laughs> Nesbit nuggets. So, yeah, that's... Uh, well, I have... Yeah, I did a duet last episode. Um, that Blood Brothers one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's go to the game. I'll play it again. So, yeah. basically, when they were recording the Virtual Eleven recording sessions, yeah, um, there was four tracks left over that they used on Brave New World. Adrian Smith, in an interview, said Nomad, Dream of Mirrors, Mercenary. And he says he can't remember the fourth one. Um, I read an interview with Blaze, and he said he was like... It was on another podcast. And he said that after he was uh, after he left Maiden, he was kind of depressed. And he was working on a bunch of those Brave New World songs while he was in Maiden with Steve. And that like Steve kind of bought the rights off of him for the song, what he contributed to the writing. Um, he said that Blood Brothers was one of the songs. And he said that... When he heard it on the album with Bruce singing it, he broke down in tears because that was one of his favorite ones that he worked. So I think that's the fourth one that was left over from oh. from the Blaze era that actually ended up on Brave New World. So here is, I did a, uh, another duet just because the last one. Yeah. This brings us up again. This is Bruce and Blaze singing Blood Brothers together. Lifted one vocal track and dumped it on top of the other one. That's good. So, wow, those are pretty cool. Those, those were, were fun great. ones to stick those together. Those were so good. Yeah. I love the Made in Japan episode. Oh, if you remember, fun. yeah, we had so much fun listening. But then I went away and got the vinyl after. It's one of my favorite Maiden vinyls. Yeah, that's I never like had peak, it before. Peak Paul, Maiden. so good. It's awesome. It's such a great short little vinyl. It's just awesome. Yep, it's great a little EP. Um, another clip that I love is so Paul Cairns. Kind of shine mm. some light on him. I think he's like a forgotten. He record. He's a, re, a member of Maiden that recorded with Maiden, yeah. and no one even knows who he is. Uncredited on the album, which is kind of crazy. I was like to shine some light on him, and this is his solo from Strange World.
So Paul Cairns kind of shine some light on him. What was that joke you made? It's like, remember Paul from back in the beginning of Maiden? Paul Cairns? I was like, you're not even, remember that was the thing about Deanna. He's not even the first Paul in Maiden. He's not even the first singing Paul in Maiden. Yeah, and he was, and he wasn't the last Paul either. Oh, right, because Bruce Dickinson's name is actually Paul Paul Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, there's a lot of Pauls going through the Iron Maiden over the years. Um, another clip that people seem to love is this one, which is called Scream versus Scream versus Scream versus Scream. Then down and falls comes the rain! So those are uh, some. Every time we were going through, and I got an isolated scream, I would tack it on because it started off as yeah. scream versus scream, then it went to scream versus scream versus scream, and now there's. I kind of want that as a ringtone or something. <laughs> that would be pretty <laughs> you cool. Get a text. <laughs> Here comes the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we had a lot of. I could play clips here all day. I've got like yeah. a ton of them here. We've so got many good of, clips. Hundreds of clips, like literally hundreds of clips here. Cliptastic. But yeah. uh, I don't know how many more you want to play. I'll play so, one more. So many deadly clips. This is something that I never, ever really realized was on the Final Frontier album until we were doing the album and covering it. Isle of Avalon. This is one of Adrian's best, most unique guitar solos and some of his most unique guitar playing ever. And I just want to shed some light on this because this is an amazing guitar solo. It sounds like Rush. one of my favorite Adrian solos. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't even give that album a listen and they don't even pay much attention to that That's song. Totally. It's, it's really great, awesome. great Bruce vocals they're coming back into. Yeah. I got a couple of questions people emailed me too about sound clips. Uh, one person wants to know at the end of every episode after the theme song ends I always stick this in. Mm-hmm. 
when we came up with episode number one, I just started throwing pieces of Maiden songs together. Yeah. And made this little, I don't know what you call it, this little sound thing. Yeah. And I was going to use that as the intro to the podcast. But then we right. ended up going with like a little clip of some Maiden music. Yeah. And I just had this kicking around and I was like, I don't know, I'll just tack this on the end. So sometimes at the end. at the end of the theme song, there's like two seconds of silence. I just throw it in there somewhere. Yeah. As a little surprise. <laughs> a little bit of fun. But that's all, that's where that came from. That was originally supposed to be the intro music for the podcast. A little Nesbitt Easter egg. And someone else emailed and they wanted to know, when we do like interviews and stuff, when we cut from, if we have like a pre-recorded the, interview. Yeah. So yeah. people are always like, what? They hear this. And someone asked me in there wondering. And we're back. <laughs> someone was like, where did that come from? Because they couldn't put their finger on it. Yeah. And it's from here. I always love that little part. So yeah. then I just like took the guitar out and just like used that to transition. <laughs> Between clips, I, just, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's where that's from. Someone was like, "I can't quite put my finger on it, but I know I heard it." Yeah. So that's Nesbit that. and his clips. <laughs> yeah. I love making clips. You have an that's insane fun. collection of just edits and stuff. I've looked at it. I just can't make heads or tails of it. There's so many MP3s and digital archives that you have. I'm still trying to get my Google Music to work. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about. TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. Yes. And people can call in and leave messages. Yes. So I have a very special <laughs> message that somebody left. It's a listener, someone that... <laughs> this is just awesome. I'm just going to play it, and then I'll get your comments on it. Hi, everybody. It's me, the president. Listen, I heard some incredible news, some huge news, okay? That the Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, is the best podcast in the world. And that you've reached 100 episodes. Incredible. I didn't even think you'd make it past 10, to be honest. But congratulations and thank you for having the best podcast in the world. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, that is so good. Yeah. Who did that? I don't know. It's hilarious. Someone who just put their name in as Donald. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Like Trump, we're here in the Canadian election and, you know, everything is so divisive nowadays and we don't want to be political or anything like that. But <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Trump is ridiculous. Anyway, so whoever, uh, whoever. <laughs> Whoever submitted oh my that. God, that's the best. You got to send me a clip of that, <laughs> okay. man. That is the best. Whoever oh. submitted that, good job. It's so funny, though, all the Trump stuff. Because sometimes people play videos like this, and I find them hilarious, and some people just like lose their mind, right? Like oh, they yeah. just can't even breathe, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing about being Canadian. I you don't really care. care well, people here do care. They like lose their mind. I all know. The time. I'm just like, yeah. I couldn't care less about any of this stuff. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, that's a great one. One thing we never talked about was. We always drink all these beers on the podcast. Yes. Um, we had a few beers that people submitted, like, e mailed to us in the mail. So one of them, this is the bottle from one. This is the Vandal Panhead Custom Ales. So James Fraser, who's one of our listeners in New Zealand, said, yeah, mailed right. two of these to us. That's right. One of them didn't get through customs. It just disappeared. Yeah. One of them finally showed up. That's right. And we drank it on the podcast. And it was one of the best beers we've had. Yeah. On the podcast. It's an amazing IPA, Panhead Custom Ales, The Vandal. 
That's a lovely That's, bear. Yeah, that was really awesome. So thanks again for sending that in. That was cool. Yeah. Um, also, the Trooper Sun and Steel. Yeah. Um, James Leeson. He actually took them from the UK, flew to Ontario, and mailed them to us like from inside Canada so we would get them. Yeah. And we had those on the we have we had four we still have one left yeah that was a that was a pro move yeah and that was awesome so thanks yeah. again for that that was really cool so because we yeah. can't get that here we couldn't get the sun and steel yeah uh we had the trooper ale in a can yeah we had trooper we had the bottle yeah. of trooper we had the cask ale in manchester That's at right. the brewery we had the hallowed we had the red and the black the 666 we had at the pre-party in toronto yeah the light brigade we forgot about that we had that one we in the true. uk we forgot that yeah and then we finally got to try Sun and Steel, which is yeah, awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a better move. There's also the Day of the Dead. Yeah. But that is just regular Trooper beer with a special label. Yeah. It's not it's, a new beer. Everyone and it's not it's a new beer. album either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. When we recorded that, uh, yeah. and then like it was in our schedule and it was coming up a week later, and then the thing came out that it was a beer because we saw the beer label yeah. and we were debating it. It's just a beer. And then we got like when it yeah. came well, out. It's not even a beer. It's just a label. It's like a yeah. it's a a limited edition label for the regular Trooper beer. But I was there like, oh, this could be a track. I know. This we're like, this something. could be, there could be this a could song be something on, the new, album, yeah. on <laughs> the new album. And then, you know, then it was disproven before our album even went out. Yeah. Remember so Day of out? the Dead is just regular Trooper beer. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and, Trooper yeah. Nitro, which is just a different, you know, kegged, nitrogen kegged Trooper, which is, we didn't have that, but that's pretty much the that's same right. thing. Oh, also this summer we had uh, Luke Callahan brought us a bunch of Ontario craft brews. That was very cool of them too. Yeah. Mm. Luke, who did the art for our podcast. He did the art for our podcast. Yep. Yeah. It's very cool. Both versions. Yep. Both versions. The cabin and I the love original. that second version even more than the first. Yeah, I did too, cool. man. They're great. And we had a bunch of really cool beers too. We had uh, the I Love You With My Stout, which was a 12% alcohol. That's right. Uh, Imperial Stout. Yeah, that one was uh, that one right to my head. We like have <laughs> like drank one of the twelve percent pint of beer. It wasn't yeah. a pint, but not twelve percent bottle of beer. I remember recording, and by the time I was done, I was like, "Man, <laughs> yeah." So yeah. Good. And most of the Port Rexon beers we tried were great. Oh man, all the Newfoundland beers! Like, there's so many, but yeah. we still have, and now we have a bunch coming up, don't we? Yeah. Your, oh man, uh, I have brother-in-law fourteen or fifteen beers. In the beer up. fridge here in this room oh for my the God. next 14 or 15 Should podcasts. just start into them now? I could drink one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, your Yeah, my brother sister and brother-in-law, yeah. they sent over a bunch of like New Brunswick microbrew beers, and they're all really awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, right. So I can't wait to get into those. That's deadly. And saving them. Deadly. <laughs> yeah, deadly. Oh, now I'm noticing it. <laughs> Jeez, that's excellent. Um, one thing we were going to get into on this episode that we haven't even talked about yet is yes. the Talking Maiden listener poll. So you might have seen on our Twitter and our Facebook, we've been posting. I had a form that you could go to. It had every single Iron Maiden song listed, and you could pick 10 of your favorites. So you could vote for 10. Uh, and we got a lot of responses. We did. Um, more than I thought we were going to get. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I have, on talkingmaiden.com slash vote is where you went to vote. I have that redirected now to, it'll just go to the statistics. I put a page up on our website. Yeah. Um, so you can see the results. There's some surprises in here. So I'm just yeah. gonna go through the uh the I've got them I got it all done up as like graphs here. So the number one song that people voted for. Yeah, no surprise. No surprise, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Yeah. The number two song Oh Hallowed Be Thy Name, first of all, by Lot. By Lot, yeah. The number two favorite song, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That surprises me. Yeah, it's really high, but that's yeah. the number two. Number three, Ace is high. Yeah, that also Here's where the, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. The number four most voted for song. Yeah, stands out. Passchendaele. Wow. So I would never have thought that I would, would have been in the top 20. I would have put it in the top 10, no. Yeah. 
And then Wasted Years. Wasted like Passion years. years. Passiondale beat Wasted Years. I know. Actually, Ace is High only beat Passiondale by one vote. Yeah. And then you got Revelations, Phantom of the Opera, Power Slave, Infinite Dreams, Evil That Men Do, Number of the Beast, Eagles Dare, Red and the Black, which is a yeah, lot higher than I thought that was going to be. Excellent. The Trooper. The Trooper. So more people have Red and the Black. Than the Trooper. Than the Trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Then Flight of Icarus. No, Two Minutes to Midnight, Flight of Icarus. Yeah. Then Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark. Number 18, Alexander the Great. Yeah. Number 19, The Wicker Man. And then tied for 20th is cut somewhere in time for the greater good of God, seventh son of a seventh son, and sign of the cross. Well, like, look at that, greater good of God. That's only there for me because of the set list. Yeah, right I think now. that's why it's in you know what I mean? mind, yeah. That it's it's in your mind because I wouldn't pick, even pick that from the, the yeah. top of the album, but... But TalkingMaiden.com yeah. slash stats is yeah. where... Check it all out. ...where I'm going to post this. Well, it's posted yeah. there now because I closed the form down. Um, but there's some surprises here, like... Well, first of all, I'll tell you there's a couple of songs that didn't get any votes. I know. I'll give it up. Chains of Misery got no votes. (sighs) The Man Who Would Be King got none. And The Apparition got none. The Apparition should have negative one. (laughs) Negative one. There's a bunch of them here, too, that got like one vote, like one person voted for. A couple of them I'm kind of like surprised by. I was kind of surprised that Strange World only got two votes. Look at Mother Russia, 105. Two votes. At number 105 with two votes. Yeah. I had to march. I'm surprised. Yeah. But then again, you wouldn't pick it out, I guess. Yeah. If you're ranking them Tail all. Tailgunner only got this three is, votes. But this is different than ranking them all. But it's, you're is, getting you're hundreds of people best. to vote. Yeah. I think there was close to 500 people voted. And yeah. this is like... But like I to march is like iconic, but people aren't just going to pick it as a favorite because yeah, it's just a lead yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Montes but I was very, there. very surprised. The longest day, like, oh, great tune. Yeah, I was very surprised that the number four favorite song is Passchendaele. Mm. Very surprised. I never submitted mine. I sat there and I I, I did it oh, like yeah? three times and never submitted. And I was going to put in Chains of Misery and Apparition <laughs> and all that just to throw it off. And then I was like, I shouldn't do that. Well, Passchendaele is only one vote behind Aces High. So you could have made all the difference. Although you would probably would have voted for Aces High, would you? Uh, I don't know. So that's the tracks, and this is all up on the website if you want to go look mm. at the results. Um, then I broke it down, total votes per album. Yeah. So you add all the votes for all the songs on each album. So Power Slave is number one, barely, over Peace of Mind. Wow. Then there's a drop-off, and it goes Seventh Son, Number of the Beast, Somewhere in Time, Dance of Death. Then Iron Maiden and Killers, Brave New World, which is number nine. I was surprised that was so low. The yeah. Book of Souls, number 10, even as a as a double album. Yeah. A Matter of Life and Death, Fear of the Dark, X Factor, Virtual Eleven, The Final Frontier, and then No Prayer for the Dying. Oh, Final Frontier, that's funny. So it's funny yeah. that The Final Frontier, okay, Fear of the Dark is number 12, yeah. and then The X Factor is 13, Virtual Eleven is 14, Final Frontier is number 15, and No Prayer is number 16. How, how many people? But hold on, this is something yeah. I want to get into. Go ahead. I also did a graph up where you take if you take the number one track off of every every album, yeah, and the tracks that are left, how they rank. <laughs> I did that because Fear of the Dark, Fear, of the, Fear Dark, of the Dark, yeah. Yeah. Sign of the Cross, The Klansman. Yeah. If you take those be one big tracks off, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, No Prayer is last. Virtual Eleven, Fear of the Dark drops down to fourteen. Yeah. Because it's that one. A lot of these tracks have one yeah. song. They got a lot so of votes. So that's the Be Quick or Be Dead there because yeah. Fear's dropped. Fear of the Dark's dropped. Yeah. Yeah. X Factor. Yeah. Killer is six. Yeah. So um, uh, it's fun to. I love looking. I could look through On these, the top like, tracks, where's Talisman? 
Besi- and that's why I was going to say how many people picked it besides you. Uh, I didn't actually vote no? enough myself. Talisman's number 30. <sighs> 65. Yeah. You know, if only you could get in there and find it who they are so you could have them over to your barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you love Sign of the Cross, number 20. Yeah. You have a... You know what we should do for a clip? Play your 40-minute version of Talisman. <laughs> At the end of 40 the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 40, 42 minutes long or something like That's that. That's ridiculous. I did. I edited it together. So it just goes like verse, course, so verse, loops. course, solo, verse, course, solo, verse, course, solo. It goes on and on. It's, Forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. So anyway, if people were wondering the results to uh, – I also did average vote per song per album. Yeah. So for each album, you take all the songs and you average the votes. Yeah. And you still have Power Slave, number one, Peace of Mind, mm. number two, Seventh Son, number three. It jumps mm. way up. Somewhere in Time, Number of the Beast, and then it drops right off to Iron Maiden, Brave New World, Dance of Death, Killers, Book of Soul, Matter of Life and Death, X Factor, Virtual Eleven, Fear of the Dark, Final Frontier, and No Prayer. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting. I was very surprised that Passchendaele came in as the number four song. That is interesting. Yeah. I was not expecting that. But, right. I mean, you have the number two and the number three most votes for power, for power Slave songs. Mm. Right. We got a great uh, response on the poll, too. Yeah. We didn't do much other than just call people out on the air. And it's it's hard to click a link. But Facebook, some people shared it around. We're not, like, yeah. we're not like a big Facebook group. Yeah. It was basically just we posted yeah. on our Facebook and on our Twitter. Yeah. And we mentioned it on the last few podcasts. Yeah. So I think it's pretty much listeners it's not like we just carpeted the internet with the link to it. Yeah. I think it's people that are like into our podcast pretty much voted. So you're getting some pretty knowledgeable Maiden fans. I don't think you're getting people that are just like hardly no Maiden. That's true. I think that's why Passchendaele is so high. And yeah, no Run to the Hills on there? Oh, uh, where is Run to the Hills? Let me see. That's a good question. Number 32. Not bad. Underneath the Talisman. There you go. I'm shocked by There's that. so many people who are like, well, I kind of want to vote for it, but if I do, Nesbitt will track my IP address and <laughs> won't be my friend anymore. I was all uh, yeah. anonymous. Good work. Anyway, talkingmaiden.com slash stats if you want to see the yeah. results of this poll. They're pretty interesting. If you like to, like, I just like seeing what songs beat what other songs. That's right. Some of them are pretty Maybe we should use these uh, surveys going forward to get people's opinions on stuff. Yeah. That's right. I feel like we should have paid a lot more attention on Passchendaele, although we talked about it for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we did. We pretty much did a whole episode that was mostly yeah, Passchendaele like, and one and other song. And there was song. a video mashup that was really good that we went through, didn't we? I don't know if we talked about that on air or I off. think we did. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic. That's uh, this is a long episode. It we is figured a long we'd episode. just come in here We're and talk about all this stuff. I really wanted to get into all this uh, the stats and stuff. And some mm-hmm. of the viewer mail and clips. Fantastic. Yeah. Are we There's nearing a, the close of the 100th episode? I think this might be the, nearing the end. We have a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about. No more beer? Coming up. <laughs> well, we can I'm just top these up. <laughs> top these up. No need to rush off. Mm. There's a bunch of other stuff I'd love to talk about. Um, yeah. We never really talked about the Paul Diano solo album that yeah. came out. That came out over the summer. I think that came out in August. Yeah. We've been pushing that off because we're. I think we're going to yeah. butt heads over that one. <laughs> oh, I'm saying we will. Because he just came out with a new solo album. Yeah. Uh, it was in August, I think. Yeah, um, we'll get to and that. And we've, yeah, I've had it sitting here printed up mm-hmm. with, like, the track listing. Um, we Like, there's a new Bruce solo album that's almost ready to, well, it's half yeah. written. Um, that kind of fell off the radar. Remember we were talking about If Eternity Should yeah. Fail was a song from that? Yeah. Um, R- Roy Z. 
there's a, uh, on his Facebook, he said that they have 17 amazing songs just waiting. He's waiting for Bruce mm-hmm. to come finish. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Just yeah. Be, yeah. So it could be a big year anyway. Yeah. Well, there's a new uh, British Lion album. Yeah. going to come out. British Lion, yeah. And a tour. Um, apparently a new Maiden album coming. So. Wow. Lots going on. Lots going on. There's also something I wanted to talk about. Is I got an email from this guy, Julian, from Michigan. Mm. And he went and ranked... This is like right up my alley. So he sent me a Word document, and it's every single Iron Maiden song. And he has them ranked from worst to best, and a paragraph under each one saying like why he ranked them the way he ranked <laughs> oh them. Oh, my God. Um, it's 18 pages. Yeah. I opened it up, and I was going to start reading it. And I was like, nope, I'm not reading this. I'm not reading it on my phone. I'm not reading it on the computer. I'm going to print it up. And I'm going to go, like, sit down and, like, read it un- <laughs> undisturbed somewhere because I really want to read it. But this, I love when people send me stuff like this. Oh, my god! So gosh. this guy, Julian from Michigan, I was going to yeah. talk about it on this podcast. But I really want to, like, sink my teeth into it and read it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. And we got to come up with I'm going to send him back because I already have mine ranked, too. Yeah. But I did it, like, a year ago. How I'll just send him rank them? Like, I mean, my mindset changes. Like, I, I That's really, the thing. Yeah. It's, it's like a snapshot of where I ranked them a year ago when I did the rankings. I want to get into – I'd love to talk about this a little later. But, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of – a little bit of reading and talking to people about, like, how you interpret music. And there's all kinds of research coming out now about music and aging and your brain and your brain yep. chemistry. And I, my perspective on music changes a lot over time. And I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, and mood and just general, yeah. like all of these things. Like, I could never definitively rank made in science because depending on my mood and year to year it, I've had vastly wild swings. Oh yeah. If I, and, if know, I ranked all my maiden songs yeah. every year since like I got into Maiden the list would be all over the place you're, you're stuff that's at, like yeah. at the very bottom would go when to you top got me into Maiden again. you were just like killers 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 oh killers is my favorite album for a long time yeah. and now I wouldn't put that in my top no I don't think I put it in my top let me think about it yeah there <laughs> you go hard, right? the point is Seven Sun was up there too and yeah. I don't know what it's still there for yeah. me I still think it's hard it's hard Hey Nesbitt. But I know Fear the Dark is at the bottom. <laughs> hey Nesbitt. <laughs> Sorry, Maxim. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I disagree. Um, I love it. Anyway, I love people sending us stuff like this. Oh man, there's been That's, so many so, great emails. I've got so many too. stuff. People sending me yeah. clips of uh, of bands that they like and clips of their own bands. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to play a clip right now. Um, hold on, I don't have this queued up because I wasn't going to get into it, but I'm going to play it anyway. I got an email from. A guy named Jonas Sturrison, I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. or Jonas Jonas, he says, Hi, guys. Thanks for a great podcast. Me and my friend have a music project called Instant Clarity, and we have just released our second album, Caught in Time. Check it out on Spotify or YouTube. Maybe you like it. It's a bit maidenized. Have a great one. Up the irons. So I've gotten a bunch of these. I've probably got a dozen people sending me clips of their bands, and we played a few of them here on the podcast. Um, a few of them I have that we're going to bring up in the future when we do a, a episode on covers um this guy his band they're very very maideny you're gonna love this it's uh this is from a, a, a short clip from a nine minute song but they do these big long sprawling epics very very maideny uh check this guy's band out this is awesome Time. 
That's awesome. It's cool. It's yeah. uh, that's only like a small piece of like the nine minute epic song. Yeah, they're like, you know, you can tell they love Maiden, but it's very. Sounds he like... says in his email, it's a bit Maidenized. It's very like Maideny sounding. It's pretty cool. I only listened to this one song. Yeah, and part of the next song on the album, which was very also very Maideny. Nice. Um, I'm gonna give these guys a listen this week. Yeah, but uh, they only emailed like two days ago. I got this email. Yeah. But uh, they're called uh, Instant Clarity. Instant Clarity. They're, I found them on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. He says they're on Spotify, too. So, yeah, check, they're worth checking out. They're nice. Cool. Yeah, I love learning about new bands. And yeah. uh, when we saw Night Demon play, we got to see the local band uh, Emblem play. And oh, got they their were vinyl. awesome, too. They yeah. were deadly, yeah. yeah. But um, there's some amazing Canadian metal bands. That, that, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Emblem is on it as well. Um Another one through Facebook, uh, Lugosi, the album came out. Yes, we talked about them when we listened to their single. I thought they were pretty awesome. I mentioned them on the podcast. And yeah. they did have an upcoming album. So their album's out now, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Colt Rim Seavers, actually. I was back and forth on the uh, on Messenger. But uh, a few other uh, fans, actually, um, various people highlighted it. And we got a shout-out on the on the, on the the disc. So um got a nice credit there. It's a gorgeous album, too. The cover's deadly. I was listening to it on uh, Bandcamp. It's awesome. Yeah, so so I reached out to him. He's going to get us a couple of copies. Oh, cool. And then we'll, we'll play a few clips. Cool. Yeah, but that, man, I just love I love the. the I like their whole stuff. like angle of like the yeah. classic horror movie stuff. I love it too. Yeah, yeah. they really got cool. the Dracula on the cover. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I and what I listened to today, I, I ran through it a bit in the lead up to this. I didn't have time to really dedicate a ton of time. I just went through a few tracks. Really good. And he sent through a bunch of stuff before you remember the clips. Yep. And they were really good. So I look forward to that. I can't wait to get yeah. that now. So. But we've had a bunch of people yeah. email us. People There's, in Maiden bands. There's a couple of clips of covers that I've. Got that I'm going to bring out at one point. You know what's something I'll, I'll I'll say about metal, and you know I'm we were debating this I think two weeks ago, like what's metal, what's not, what do we cast? Because yeah. a lot of stuff that I love, I always say I'm not like diehard metal fan, but a lot of what I love and came from is metal. Yeah, but if you ask a hundred yeah. people what metal is, you'll get a hundred answers. answers right? Exactly, but one thing I find is when when you go like you get local small metal bands, I find they tend to be way better than like the same scale and like rock or do you know what I mean? Like I listen to like some people are like, Oh, they're selling the cassette. And I'm just like, okay, what's this like? And then you listen to it and it's like, awesome. Like I just find like, I don't know what it is. All the metal that we've touched lately, that's just comes from wherever, you know, small volume upstart bands. I find it's really good. I don't know. Maybe it's, we're getting filtered. Metal. Yeah. In general, I think maybe metal, metal yeah. just has more energy and more passion behind yeah. it. And I don't tend to like identify with you know you get someone standing up with an acoustic guitar and some guy like blown in a jug. That's right. <laughs> you know all that like yeah nonsense. What's it called? The something and so, what are they called? Uh, hmm. I'm having a my brain blanked out. What's that band that I was talking about that I hate? <laughs> Mumford oh, and Sons. Mumford and Sons. All that kind of stuff. Where they're, they're awesome. Like, dressed up in a they're horrible. They're amazing. They're pretending they're farmers and 
playing. Oh, oh my man, God. the banjo playing is off oh the my charts. God. I can't good. believe I'm doing a podcast with you if you just said that. No, I, I'm not like a Mumford <laughs> Sons fan, but a friend of mine is a classical guitarist, like yeah. Cottrell. He got really into banjo like seven, eight years okay. ago. And like he grew his like oh my god, I can't believe you. Like, and he like and he started doing. I can't stand Mumford and Sons. I never went I think to the like concert. The worst. I think there are, there's some that's... amazing music. Oh my god, they're terrible. definitely hipster rock, riding a trend and all that crap. But um, no, they're a top. Like they're we'll a have top to agree to disagree, and we'll just stop. No, I'm not saying right I now. like them, and you just <laughs> well, no, actually, I do think some of their music's good, but I'm not going to sit there oh and listen god. to Farmer Rock. <laughs> but they're they're like world class quality. Like the banjo playing is off the charts. All right, we'll agree to disagree about this one. I don't know. We're gonna drop this. Let's not talk about this ever again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, manufactured. Like you know, I mean, they might as well just be like the forever oh, version that's of horrible. Case. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I suppose we should. Uh, wrap All right, it up this now. is the last talking. Made <laughs> this is ever. it. We made two hundred. <laughs> we made two hundred. Screw you, Nesbitt. You like Mumford and Sons? The podcast is over. There was <laughs> no one over. First episode. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly. All right, we talked for a long, long time today. All right, this episode, but that's uh, that's mm. pretty good. Yeah, it's um, a good good recap for people. Fantastic look back on all the clips, yeah, all the good times. I, I could just sit here and play clips for another like yeah. hour. It's yeah, and you know we get so many messages from people yeah. now that are saying they're listening through and they're at episode fifty six, and then yeah, it, it's such a long journey. I know people email me and they're like, for I us. finally caught up, and I'm like, you just listen to me talk for like a hundred hours about like something like. I don't know. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It is. It it? is. But if you're listening to this for the first time, um, there are some, you know, you can can basically buy our titles, pick through the albums you want. You can go back through it. And this episode's kind of just a big rambling look back at. It is. We had a few beer before and during the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, we get a lot of emails. A lot of people, I feel like our whole, in the 100 episodes, the main thing that I'm the most proud of is that we get so many emails of people saying, I was into Maiden up until, yeah, you know, Seventh Son, and then I kind of dropped out. Yeah. And listening to your podcast, I kind of got back into some of the That's later right. albums, and now I'm really getting the later stuff. Yeah. We get uh, so many emails of people saying, I didn't listen to any of the Blaze, and now I like the X Factor, and I've listened right. to, and even gone into the solo stuff. Yeah. And like... We've had a bunch of people say that they're like really into Blaze and have gone seen Blaze solo concerts like over the last year or two, and yeah. they're like just because they heard us on the podcast talking about it, got into Blaze and then went to go see them. Yeah, like a lot of people. Yeah, and some friends like listen to the podcast and then debate it with each other. And, yeah, and then other people are they're, they're friends that they used to hang out with uh, to listen to Maiden or gone now or in other places or they've yeah. moved on. Life happens. Yeah, as we all know. But I like that uh, we're yeah. getting people into the later Maiden, and we're kind of turning people on to up the maiden that they've been ignoring. That's right. So we're kind of trying to just like, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about every single phase of maiden from, you know, yeah. Gypsy's kiss to this new album. That's spare rib coming out from oh, spare, spare rib. rib. Right. Jeez. Nesbeth. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, I just think it's cool that we're like getting people into stuff that they're not into. Yeah. Shining a light on stuff. And people are like going out and like, well, we just got an email saying someone just went and got Final Frontier and listened to it, and that's their new favorite album. And they never listened to it before. I know. They got an email like two days. About it's like that. a bonus made yeah. album, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like people are so excited about like this new Maiden album to come out. Mm. And they're like, oh, I can't wait for the new Maiden. I can't wait for the new Maiden. Exactly. But there's like Maiden albums there that they haven't listened to. I'm like, go listen to the Final Frontier. Listen to side two of like Dance of Death. Yeah. It's like, if there's Maiden there that you haven't listened to, just go listen to it. 
yeah. give it a fair chance. It's all good stuff. Oh, there's there's so much maiden stuff. I mean, it's, it's such a large body of work. I mean, you can doesn't matter unless you listen to music all the time and loop through all sixteen studio albums and a few of the live discs and yeah. you know some of the the pieces around the edge. Yeah. Even if you did that constantly, you'd st- and no one does that. Then you're definitely I do it. there's <laughs> you do it, yeah, because you have. Infinite I think a time. lot of people that are into maiden listen to all the maiden mm-hmm. albums all yeah. the time. But I mean, do you loop through them all like regularly? Yeah. I yeah. bounce around like that's one of the things about Maiden that's so fun to do a podcast about and it's so fun to be a Maiden fan just because yeah. you dive into like Iron Maiden and Killers when you're in that mood mm. and you're like okay uh, I've had enough of that so I'm going to go to Seventh Sun yeah you know or Somewhere in Time but then you go to like Brave New World mm. or any, you know what I mean there's like all these different phases oh, so and much, sounds yeah. or if you're into No Prayer mm. you go to No Prayer if you're into uh, Fear the Dark if that is an album that you like that's a totally another different sound you can go into. So there's just like, it's a hard band to get sick of because, you know, you can always just go to a Blaze album. Yeah. Or you can go to a Paul album. And it's all pretty good. Mm. You know what I mean? No, I don't know exactly. Anyway. So much good stuff. Yeah. And uh, Nesbitt, I wanted to thank you on behalf of all the listeners for all the hard work you put into it. I show up and drink <laughs> and make jokes and projects. There is a lot of research. Yeah. That uh, five hours on the history of Iron Maiden yeah. birth of the beast episodes that's right oh man those hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours of research it's not just the research you do the editing and that's true too. I do um, a fair amount of outreach and just stuff on social yeah. media but nothing great yeah. and then you know but it's it's the also the planning that you do too we debate over that a lot but mm. you know you more or less plan out the order in which we do things and it, it works really well and yeah. I'm really happy that it's so sustainable yeah or well, 100 mm-hmm. episodes in and it's still super fun it is fun it's yeah laugh. yeah it is it it's is pretty, and it's kind of cool to look back and you made like 100 episodes or something. yeah it's body work it's good because I remember when we started out we were like we didn't really have any like hmm. idea of how long we were going to go for yeah or anything we just started like talking about stuff Talking Maiden, mm. and then we did like this episode and this episode, and then yeah. we started sprawling to like four episodes to cover an album, mm. and then we just got—I don't know—it's it's weird that we just got to a hundred all of a sudden. Just like I remember when our first episode was coming out, and we were like joking about we're gonna have a party when we hit like six hundred and sixty-six downloads. Yeah, and I mean we get like <laughs> double that in a day now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I a mean? lot more it's than that. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. And then and we they, were like, they, when we get yeah. to six thousand six hundred and sixty-six. Yeah, throw, and then we were like whatever and then finally we were like when we get to 666,000 downloads yeah. we're sort of a party and now it's just like yeah. I don't know and um, it's a lot of a lot of listenership for a Maiden podcast so we've yeah. done well with that and um, I think we've put out good content that we can be proud of yeah well, and we that's got a lot one thing too do. when you go back and listen yeah. to a lot of those episodes I am pretty proud of some of those yeah. episodes some be. of them I'm like yeah they're pretty good and some of them are entertaining the Pagliano yeah. one is funny yeah there's some that are like kind of we're just covering Maiden news and I feel like we're kind of just like yeah, filling people in, scouring the internet, and then bringing it to people in one spot. Mm. But then there's some like the history of Iron Maiden, some of the album ones. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty proud of those ones. I think they came up pretty good. I think it's all great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that's it. 100 episodes. 100 episodes in the bank. In the bank. In the bank. In the <laughs> Getting some clicks. Um, excellent. Talking Maiden. Let's run through all of our stuff. Yes. Talkingmaiden.com. Yes. Talkingmaiden at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a a a rebuttal to anything we said, like Maxim did. A rebuttal. And when we get those, man, we always play them. Yeah. If they're like, you know. Oh, man. Hot takes are great. Yeah. Um, 
what else? Talkingmaiden.com slash oh, talk. Yeah. At Talking Maiden on, on uh, Twitter. And search for and Talking Maiden Podcast on yeah, Facebook. on Facebook. I'm not sure what the address is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works either. Yeah. But, you know, we got some good fans on there. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of fun. Got some good friends of the show. Yep. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of friends on the show now. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a blast. It's yep. gonna keep going for a while yet. Oh yeah, we have yeah. a lot to talk about. Lots we got more. A few more albums to do, and even after that, we got tons more, tons yeah. more stuff with like live stuff to do. There's the side projects and the spinoffs, and then oh, the God. new Maiden album, the mm. third leg of the tour. Whew. I mean, I've still we talked <laughs> about a little bit of this. Maiden news today. Yeah, I've got I don't know six pages of stuff here that we haven't talked about yet. It's okay. been piling up. That I was going to get into today, but I was like, it's another hour's worth of Maiden to talk about. Wow. There's never enough time. Never enough time. <laughs> awesome. Great work today. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops. Yeah.